everybody. This is the week of November 18th, 2011. It's Friday. That means it's a podcast. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm Sarah. I'm here with the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, Tony Guerrero. And everybody. Corey is back. What is up? Hey. Hi, y'all. Hi. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's Norm, our podcast. Norm We're done. His streak. Norm, Norm's <laughs> off on shooting something. Or filming, not shooting. <laughs> shooting does kind of have two uh, implications. Yeah. So it's that that time of the month, or that week of the month. Woo! Batman number three. Jumping right in. So um, this is the third part. The Court of Owls. We're getting answers. Holy crap! This is so freaking good. scary. I was right? actually okay. scared by this one. Yeah, it's <laughs> scary. And you know, I saw uh, Scott tweeted something about like, "Oh, you thought that was scary? Well, yeah. wait until five and six. Yeah, he's like, right. and he's like, I'm gonna be mean to <laughs> to Batman. Scene. Yeah. Um, this actually is so uh, good. Not to spoil anything, but this kind of reminded me of this uh, thing I read on Cracked Creepy Urban Legends that happened to be true. Long story short, this guy in Japan had, like, stuff in his apartment getting moved around and, like, food would go missing and he thought he was being absent-minded, but he just hooked up cameras. And it turned out a homeless person was living in his house. What? For a year without him knowing it. No way. Yeah. She was, like, living in cupboards and whatnot and would come out whenever he left. and like She lived just... in the cupboards? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and he didn't, like... Well, I'm sure she used He, he noticed, like, stuff was awry, but, like, yeah, he, she would, like, shower and just, like, go about her business while was he was Was it, like, gone. a big house? I, I don't know. It was in Japan, you so know, it can't it, have been that big. Yeah, right? Like, it was probably a small apartment. I mean, I could, I could see if it was, like, a secret. But, I mean, if he didn't ever like use a, that a, cupboard, like, what yeah. reason would he you have You mean, like, a Victorian it? house with, like, secret <laughs> cupboards and stuff? And, well, like, or, or just, or, like, I, I, well, since you said Japan, I'm thinking of, what was it? Not Was it The Grudge? or Not, not The Grudge. Yeah, well, that was in no, Japan. But. Maybe it was one of those... There's a grudge or something where there's like like a like a, a secret room in the closet or you know like right. a little cabinet you know maybe you don't see it if, <laughs> if there's you know an old house and it has like walls or room you know hallways walls between walls or whatever and right but a cupboard and who has an empty cupboard in their house I mean mm-hmm. you're gonna have put I some do. I mean maybe the guy like you know didn't cook a lot like, yeah, he seemed to like he was like a single bachelor who probably worked a lot so he probably just ate out a lot put <laughs> records in there something man that's weird yeah anyway that's creepy and it does she totally also must have been very this. small yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, this is great. So uh, it starts in 1922. We see Alan Wayne, last seen in Gates of Gotham. So he's the, the pioneer of Gotham City, but here he's older and crazy. Yeah. And, some, and somewhat senile going on. Um, there's some insinuations as to what happens to him. Um, this one, not a lot, not as much action as the last one. I mean, last one we had the, the crazy action where um, right. Talon, the assassin, Targets Bruce Wayne because issue one he says Bruce Wayne's gonna die, so he wants to kill him. And in issue two, he's also like, I love killing Waynes, and it's like, what are you talking about? So, um, and then so they have this big fight. Bruce kind of has to hold back, but he he's like surprised that you know he he can't crush his windpipe and, and all this stuff. The guy falls out from the building, lands in a car, he survives. So it's like, what's going on? Yeah. So not as much action here, but th- this fight scene in the the tunnels was real. I'm Greg Capullo. His art is it's just just beautiful. it's just yeah. amazing. Um, I love just the way he draws, you know, like when he draws Batman's like lower face, it's just, you know, there's not, not really a lot of details, just like this one, just a line for his mouth, but it's just, it's just so, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and there's a lot of discussion, which I like. So he, he talks, he has this conversation with Alfred, you know, finding out about, you know, 
what what was this about Wayne's being killed? And you know, so we find out a little bit. We find I, out more about the the folk tale of the the I court of owls. I have one single nitpick about this, and for one thing, there is another weird close up on a mouth at the bottom of that page. But uh, the man teeth, yeah, the man lips and the man teeth. Uh, there was like something that Alfred said, and this is an absolute nitpick because I I loved this book. I would have given it a five out of five, but uh, and so I feel the need to nitpick where Alfred says like. Batman basically says, has anyone ever mentioned anything about owls in the past? And Alfred says something like, oh, there is this one thing that's incredibly suspicious, but I don't think it's related. It's like, really? You don't think it's related? Like, the fact that Alan Wayne developed this paranoia about owls suddenly, and now Batman's well, being attacked by I an mean, owl man? Yeah, but, but at the same time, it's like... It is kind of unrelated, yeah, you know, there's, because there's it's kind of far-fetched. Like, it was just a paranoia, Any, you know? Anywhere it, else it would be, but, I mean, this is Batman, and Alfred knows that this is Batman. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, so... I can see both sides. <laughs> they, 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 they basically, they, they kind of tell us how Alan Wayne died and whether there's suspicion. You know, we don't know for a fact there's anything suspicious about it. The, the way it went down, the way it's recorded. I mean, right. that, that could have been the case. Well, he and, seems like a weird old man. Or <laughs> it could be something related to this, but Alfred doesn't know. I mean, there was never right. any suspicion that foul play was, was there or anything like that. Um, but basically, Batman is on a trail to try, trying to figure this out. He discovers this crazy secret, and and it's just this part right here. Yeah. the end. Ah. That, that, that's like something out of, Ryan, totally reminds you like David Lynch. Yeah. It's like something just, just so freaky. <laughs> Um, and yeah. then we, we got a huge cliffhanger ending. Yeah. People behaving or, or like ordinarily while not looking ordinary is one of those like spine chilling things. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it truly is. But it's like towards the end, it's just the pace just picks up so much. Yeah. But this, we also get a lot of Bruce Wayne. I don't, I don't think this would happen here. What happens on the last page? Yeah. But, but <laughs> you never know. So um, I, like it's, the, it's, I like that we get Bruce Wayne. That's not something that you see often in Batman books. But we're kind of like he's he's here a lot. Yeah, like he was in there a lot in the last issue. He's in there a lot in this issue. Which cover is better, the regular or the variant? Uh, The one on the right. The the regular cover. So this is Ivan Rice. No, that's why I don't really like it. (laughs) I mean, it's it's good. Um, Norm said he liked it, but it's it's good. The the thing that I don't like, and we probably talk a little bit about this later, is with the variant covers, is. Which is probably how they're meant. They're, they're generic covers. Yeah. It's okay. just, they probably like, hey, everyone, you know, draw a picture of Batman. We'll use it, you know, sometime. And well, that's why Michael Turner still has variant covers coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the regular cover, it's it's kind of, you know, weird positioning and everything, but it's really cool. Also, Batman looking at the camera is like, kind of weird. I kind of wish he was looking at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to get blood in his mouth. He's gritting his teeth on him. But good stuff. Yeah, great issue. The, the thing that I hate now, I I read this issue like really slow too, just like to take everything because the thing with with Scott's books is you know he's always putting something in, and then you find out like six months later, like oh, if you looked at this, you see this or this line of dialogue, and and then the other thing is like now we got to wait another month, yeah, till the next issue. I want to see he and Robert Kirkman have a, a loose thread square off. Because, like, Robert Kirkman does that with Invincible a lot. Like, he'll have one character in one panel, and then that character will come back, like, three volumes later and be super important. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I kind of like Scott Snyder's Batman more than Grant Morrison's Batman. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah? yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know. So far. Kinda, so far, so good, yeah. I mean, yeah, with, like, what he did when, in Detective, too. I don't know. I just... Yeah, I mean... Well, I like this more. He won you over with Dick Grayson. 
And how how does that happen? <laughs> and, you know, and that's a pretty impressive. And I, I think he really because you know the, we we all talked about it before about you know Dick Grayson's Batman. He's smiling. It was a Mark Bagley drawn issue. It was and, annoying to and, me. And, and to me, opinion. No, I know. I mean, it was, and and then but no, it was but but, but Scott really <laughs> made it all make sense. You know, because with Dick becoming Batman, not wanting, and just, and you can slowly see him evolve into it, and it just, it made perfect sense. Even like in Gates of Gotham, you can see that it felt like Dick being Batman. And and, and it, it worked. Yeah. With Scott, it worked. Yeah. With a lot of guys, it didn't work. Tony Daniel didn't work. <laughs> I mean, the, the, just saying. the issue with Morrison is that Morrison wants to tell a story. And a really big story. Yeah, a really big and grandiose and excellent, in that my opinion, It takes three story. years. Yeah, yeah, like he he's telling a trade paperback story in issue form, which yeah, is yeah. fine. And, I mean, he he pulls out all the little tiny intricate thing crazy. He does, and but he like the, his characters are incidental to his story. It feels like, mm-hmm. and that's one way of writing. And I'm not saying it's necessarily superior or inferior, but I feel like this Batman is a much better Batman. It, it's it's like hardcore, like just straight. This is Batman. Yeah. And like, if it continues on this thread, I know we've only had three issues, so maybe I'm gushing a touch. But if we continue on this, I will say that, and this is my personal opinion, that uh, this will be the best Batman since Jeff Loeb. I know. <laughs> it, and I agree. And it, it, it blows me away. You know, we always see, like, here's a secret history. Here's a secret villain. You know, here's all the stuff that existed, but no one ever knew about it. No one ever mentioned it. And now all <laughs> no of a sudden it's here. So it's, it. It, I mean, it's always annoying when that happens. I mean, we're, we're kind of getting that with um, last week's Battle Scars, mm-hmm. you know, where this Marcus Johnson, who <laughs> yeah. is this guy? Only that's completely he, confusing. You know, he has the potential to destroy the Marvel Universe, but he doesn't. He doesn't, you know, you know so, uh, you know, that could go either way. You know, I, I, that first issue, I didn't think. It's it, hard to believe. Yeah. 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 And with, with, like, Sentry, when they inserted him, okay, there's other stuff going on. Psychological, they kind of, know. like, also had a memory wipe thing. Yeah. That. So, so, but <laughs> it's, just, it's just, just an excuse. <laughs> With with this, so we, we have this this um secret hidden group, you know, villain that's been there for in you know Batman, and you know that's what Scott said before. It's like when Batman first became Batman, he looked into this, didn't find anything, so that's why he's like they don't ex- exist. It's not a threat. There's nothing there. But the fact that they've been lying there and hiding all this time, <laughs> literally, I mean, and <laughs> and you know, I know some people are, are, are a little concerned. It's like you know you can't pull one over on Batman because. Batman's the best, right. but Scott and Scott loves Batman. There I mean, was a page of this that literally made me tense up as I was reading it. It is mm-hmm. it is so effective and so like yeah, so but, just like preys on the paranoia. But the that way we can all the way that he, yeah, like the way that he's doing it, it's like I, I can believe that they could pull this mm-hmm. over Batman, totally. you know, yeah. and and that's the thing. And under any other circumstances, like it's pretty tough to do. I. But Scott's doing a good job, and yet it has to be done. Otherwise, like Batman, otherwise, yeah, you're gonna run out of stories, yeah. too, right? Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, sometimes with Batman you do kind of, time? yeah, just have to like take a step back and realize if you can't fool Batman every now and then, then there's not going to be, ever be any tension. Yeah, no more Batman. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder where, um, where like Talon and the Court of Owls, like where they're gonna go after this story, because you know we, we've seen, you know, the the, thing, the good thing about Batman is is his classic villains. You know, he's got like probably like, the best Rose Gallery. You know, I, I would say yeah. I would say Batman and then Spider Man's. You know, Spider Man's are a little corny, but yeah. they're they're classic. Um, they they've made new villains over the years, and I, I'm trying to think of any like newer villains, but they they never really caught on. They're never you know not really classic. But this guy or these guys have the potential. But once Batman finds out about them, it's like 
are they still going to be a threat? You know, is it going to be something like, you know, Rachel Ghoul, where it's just like this knowing threat that's out there that he can't really take down, but. I think they'll be an interesting threat to be sort of like the people behind the people. Like, it's like he discovers this conspiracy or whatever, and then there's another layer that nobody saw that turns out to be the Court of Owls. And then the other thing, because so in issue two, when Talon says, I, I love killing Waynes. Right. And there has been no suspicious anything for the last 50 years. Does that mean this dude's really old? Does that mean he's like that, immortal or yeah, that was a question some longevity? Well. <laughs> so it's, or, or, or is this just you, you, the, the spirit of the assassins carries through? And so <laughs> he, even though this guy physically didn't do it, it's in really racial goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that would be I so mean, lame. Right? Oh, God. I mean, that I would be really lame. Right. But. It would explain why he didn't die. You know, I'm, I'm also surprised that... So in, in the first issue when we saw Lincoln March, everyone's like, oh, that's going to be the guy. Right. You know, big, beefy dude. And, but, and I don't then, think it is. And well, in issue two, because then... I was going to say, the yeah, got stabbed. Issue two, yeah. He, the Talon attacks... Brute, although, if, if it is a court of owls, you know, maybe there's more than one. Maybe that was a ruse. Like... Maybe. Let's let's kill or let's let's I mean, name did, one of our guys. He did in the hospital say, "I only got stabbed once, and you got stabbed like twice, and then thrown out a window." And <laughs> and if if they're such experts, you know, they they could stab him in you know strategic places right. where it's, it's not going to kill him. It's like yeah, you'll you'll get a flesh wound and have to heal. Or I can he see also that. mentioned he was he was also receiving threats, right? Like he so he says, but has has he gone to the police? Has he? Well, I mean, you could fabricate that stuff and. So me, you know, but anyways, it's a, at first issue, everyone was like, Lincoln March is, is this owl dude, you know, because we didn't know who he was until right. like the next That would issue. be way too predictable. And it, it was. And then so like Scott right away, issue two is, you know, we see him getting attacked. So then even if he's then behind like, it, he's it's at the not him, not Talon. But maybe he is. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the issue two guy was someone. I mean, if there's yeah. if it's a court of owls. Right. But I don't think that's the case. But now right. I don't know. Justice League. Justice League. Yeah. Number three. Um, I didn't like this as much as I was going to say. My patience with this book is fast wearing thin. That's the thing. <laughs> it's uh, you know, like Ultimate Spider-Man. We talked about that last week, and you know, the original Ultimate Spider-Man. It took like five or six issues till Peter. You know, but that's a solo Spider-Man. book. Yeah, and and you know, this, the new Ultimate Spider-Man is doing the same thing. It's it's stretching it out. You know, and here, and again, it's it's, it's, it's hard book. hard to say because I think this book is like the book in giving us the history of this new DC universe. You know, we're, we're finding, like, you know, we, we find out about Steve Trevor. We find know. out that Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman even know each other. Yeah, right. that, you know, that he's working Which with, you know, he's you wouldn't her, know. Her, her liaison with the Pentagon. He's got to kind of keep a watch over her, you know. She's so, also so, dumb. So we're, we're getting that. She's <laughs> never had ice cream. And, and has never eaten. This issue is this actually, is, this issue is actually about uh, ice cream and also the Justice League. <laughs> so there but you mostly go. about ice cream. You know what? Those are two really good things, potentially. So. But <laughs> maybe not together. Maybe not together. And then, you know, we see she's wearing high heel boots here, but then later she's not, but. Oh, they're but, retractable heels, Tony. But so you know, we, we also get this, you know, Mister Orr, you know, the little things, you know, we dumb Dugan, yeah, he we, makes an appearance. So <laughs> Mister Orr, he he was in the um, the the Jim Lee Brian Azzarello Superman oh, storyline. Um, he he was behind Project M, which you know they took like. Speaking I think, of Brian Azzarello, again, we seem to have a completely different Wonder Woman, not just from like. 
well, not just that, from like that, that's the other thing. So it's, we'll it's get like, there. It, it's okay. like you Fair know enough. something obviously happened, and <laughs> and yet so that's the other thing. You know, here this Wonder Woman, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm a warrior. I want to fight. Like, woo, you know, she's having and a fun time. Dumb. <laughs> and and you know they they mention on the, on the first page, you know, she caused over 100 million dollars in property damage. In that one, is a but lot but you know what? Uh, Superman caused 300 million. That is yeah. also an awful lot of property damage. But I also like that, like that, like. Okay, uh, Wonder Woman did this amount of damage, but this dude like did more damage yeah. than her. There's like because you know it's for the guys. <laughs> because the guy has to make or maybe more she was damage. Being more careful. Sure. Maybe she was being more. Controlled. Yes, that is exactly why they put that line <laughs> in there. But I think so. She's working with the Pentagon here, but then in Wonder Woman number one, she's a lot calmer. Sort of, you know, stoic. And like. but but she was also she was living in London, so obviously she's also more self assured. Some, something <laughs> happens where it's like, okay, Wonder Woman, you cost too much. You, we're deporting you, or you know, whatever. Well, that's 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 the thing that was kind of strange to me because if you read Flashpoint, then you know that she was in England, right? So she and the Amazons had taken over England, but right. like some of Flashpoints, like carried over, but not all of it. And then when we open issue one, like Tony said, she's in London. But now here she's with the, working with the Pentagon, so it's weird. Like I don't really understand so, how it's going to connect. Yeah, we but, we got to see that. I don't know see. if we're ever going to see that. I It'll mean, be interesting because you know Jeff John said that just the first arc is five years ago, but it, mm-hmm. it, it's still and you know this could be petty things, but it's like you know when when does Wonder Woman and Green Arrow first meet? You know, are we ever going to see that story, or is, you know because if it happens in like current issues. You know, they're they're unless they, they do a flashback, they can't do that for every single character, and that, that could just be stuff we just let go and right. say whatever. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so we're we're getting lots of little things. You know, Professor Ivo's here, um, um, Tio Maro's. You know, so we're we're getting lots of little 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 tidbits here. But as cheesy as it is, as an aside, I always loved the name Tio Maro. <laughs> um, the the parademons are they create? Are they mechanical, or do they? Is there any? Living essence to them. I always thought they were organic. They seem to be. Well, they, I they were because so I, I, I when I I wrote the the spoiler article about this because right. there's there's a scene. Um, I mean, Superman, he's just like like killing them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like flying parts, and you know, it, this looks like it's blood, but or is it some sort of oil or or something I don't, like Superman's that? Superman's killed aliens before, but nah, <laughs> not, not really. He he doesn't kill. You know, his whole thing is he doesn't kill and. But in I look back at issue one and one of the they they transformed into like I, th- I think Hal called like a, a dog creature or something like right. that. So it's like, are they mechanical? Is there any living tissue to them? Is what I'm curious. I would say they're cyborgs, no pun intended. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, cyborgs. Speaking of cyborg, <laughs> yeah. his 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 origins different. Um, his origin's great, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this page right here. Once he yeah. becomes activated. It's um, cool. I like that's it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then, of course, there's an appearance on the last page. If you've seen the cover of the next issue, you know who it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, the extra material here, I can't wait till they start doing the actual backup features because we're supposed to have the Shazam, Captain Marvel backup feature. So here we have the secret history of Atlantis. Uh, right. This is such a waste of a page right here. It's, <laughs> it's just like the title of the book. And then second one. It's by it, Peter Graves. It, it's, it's kind I'm Peter Graves. David, David Graves. So the second page, it's kind of neat. It's a library, you right. picture library card. But again, waste of a page for all of that. Yeah. And then we get some stuff, blah, blah, blah. But what's interesting after that, when we see the sketchbook on, on Green Lantern, you know what his first appearance was? What? It was Justice League number one, 2011. <gasps> 
So it was like, it was like showcase. No, not was it showcase? It's like sixty-five. I don't know yeah. what it was, but it was something. And they've retconned uh, their own issues. They're saying <laughs> those other comics, whatever. So they still matter, but they don't exist. Um, so yeah. So so this is dragging. I don't I don't know how many issues. If this is five issues or six issues, uh, we we just about have the entire team together. Or well, I guess if Cyborg's going to be part of the team, we don't really know yet. You know. Also, there's a something has been bugging me about. The, and this is maybe just sort of an insidery pet peeve, but of the next month's solicitations, every single number four is teasing that whatever mystery is in the book will be revealed. <laughs> well, we're supposed to get Dark Side. I know, but in that's that four. in issue four of Batman. It's like the whole the the Council of Owls thing four. comes home to roost. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what else there is, but like almost every single issue that is having a number four next month, which I think is most of them, has I think Batgirl, Batwoman. And they're um, all like, the mystery will be revealed in this well, issue. Maybe, maybe because the solicits are like three months in advance. So when issue one's or before, you know, so you didn't. Right. Because so, like I, if, if issue four has like dark side on the cover, you don't want to put that when, you know, issue two is on or issue one is on. I understand or, it. it. Just I, I get that aspect of it. It just seems weird that they're like going with this exact same pacing with every single Maybe book. Maybe it's a coincidence. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Incredible Hulk number two. This book is weird. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Okay, yeah. so, so... I'm going crazy! So the, the backup in the epilogue pages, there's like 18 of them or six of them. Or right. so, in, in The Fear Itself, number seven, um, there was, there was, a, it was like three or three or four pages. It was Hulk and Banner. They were talking in, in, in the mind. And Banner's like, blah, 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 this. And then Hulk's just like, shut up. And then somehow, we have no idea, they separate. Banner ends up in, in the desert. Okay, has this He's not in a hospital. Before? They've separated... Because they but, keep saying, like, for the first time ever, this is happening. And uh, I'm like, I swear this has happened It's, at it's happened a couple of times. There was, there was one time they separated him, and then um, the Hulk... The, the problem is when you separate it, the, the Hulk is just a savage. There's, there's no human essence. There's no control. So I know one time they... Uh, they this is when I, I stopped reading for a few months. He was... Doctor Strange banished him to, like, the nexus of realities or some weird thing. Weird. And he, he just sat there. And, but then I forgot who brought him back. But there was another time when... Um, Doc Samson separated him because he was fighting the Hulk, and this was when Hulk was like in pure rage mode. You know, there's there no Hulk smash. He was right. just like, just he was just smashing. But then um, Banner was making Hulk see his enemies, so Hulk was having this this fight, but there's no one there. And then he was able. So then Samson, because he's a super psychologist, he's like, Banner's must. He's in there. He's he's fighting. Ben. So he's like, we can separate him somehow. So then they put this big like nutrient bath solution stuff and whatever. Somehow they they separate them and then there's like how do you separate the mind? But then the Hulk again was pure savage. It was just rage. Right. And and like Banner was like in, he had to be in a wheelchair because he couldn't walk because he his legs didn't work. You know he's whatever. So yeah. And then so somehow we don't know. Who, I mean Hulk just he just separated him, which is yeah. like how the heck do you do that when, when Hulk has always hated Banner because he was weak or whatever. And somehow he just does it. And here he 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 starts to say like who he got help from, but then he's like cut off. Yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense. And then Banner basically is is going crazy, which is yeah. a little weird. Where he wants he goes crazy for like five pages. It's just it was a little extreme because yeah. in in the first issue, so he's on this island. He's got a beard. They both have beards, and and he's Beard doing all these ex- crazy. experiments. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's doing all these experiments on animals, and it, so we find out that. He he feels the Hulk is the 
which is doesn't make any sense. But I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm trusting Jason Aaron that this is going somewhere because I, I'm enjoying this because it is different. I love any time there's a character who has a brain outside of a head. But so, <laughs> so he feels like the Hulk is the only real accomplishment that he's done, which I guess in in a way. It sort of is. Not a great accomplishment. But it's weird, after all these years of wanting to separate, now he wants it back. Well, you know, he didn't realize what he was giving up. Yeah, and I guess, you know, it is a part of him. So it's just weird. So I don't understand how they can separate him. I mean, he even talks about, like, how I always thought it was a burden, but now, without him, I've realized. And, right, but, yeah, and, yeah, and it's it. weird that Hulk can be so calm without Banner, that there's what is anchoring him, keeping him... Because you know, in all the past times, he was just just. We saw raging. some of that on Planet Hulk, where like Banner wasn't trying to fight back, but so. but he was still part of him. Yeah, and you know, there's been parts where like it's been a Banner personality in Hulk's body, and so. But now that they're completely separated, maybe maybe when they were separated, there was like some of Banner that went to Hulk. That's why he's and and maybe more rational. Maybe some of Hulk went to Banner. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It I mean, could be. I mean, why not? Betty like, even kind of says like. You're not who yeah. you used to be, yeah. and uh, <laughs> who's the real monster or something? Because well, yeah, it was. Really I'm also kind of sad they straight up dropped a Doctor Moreau reference because I kind of liked in the first one that he'd basically done it, but no one was acknowledging it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the whoever her name is, Von Doom, who's somehow not related to Victor Von Doom. I like how she specifies. Also, I'm not related, which to is Victor like Von the, Doom. She, she Just in that, case no, you're wondering, but she makes it worse. She said it in the first issue too. So it's like she said it in the first issue. First issue. Wow. Okay. Because we don't remember. Or yeah. Anything. Like, oh yeah. It's still kind of a dumb name, then. It's like, <laughs> what else? Yeah. Is that really a common Latvian name? Is it like their version of Smith? It could be. But the, the other thing is, um, so it was back in the 80s, too, where, where Samson, he basically said, like, Green Hulk was supposed to be, like, Bruce Banner as a child because his dad was abusive or anything. So right. that was his rage, yeah. his suppressed anger as a child. Gray, yeah. Gray Hulk, Gray Hulk was supposed to be the suppressed college whatever urges Nerd. of, of, of yeah. Banner, you know, just wanting to party because, you know, so Joe Fix-It was, you know. Right. So, so, so basically, you know, they, they kind of said that the different versions of Hulk have been like different aspects of his personality. So I just don't see how you can separate them, have a green Hulk, and have him calm. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Banner turn into Grey Hulk near the end of this. Um, have they talked about uh, switching the artist at all on this, Tony? Uh, one thing I heard, so... Because Mark the Silvestri was, like, in the hospital. Yeah, the first issue, oh. it was Mark Silvestri with, with pencil assist by Michael Broussard. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we had, I don't know how many. This one, the pencils are Mark Silvestri with Willis Portacio and Billy Tan. Um, p- we still have pencil assist by Michael Broussard and Eric Basu, Bas, Basaldua. And we have Scott Hanna doing finishes. And then we have one, two, three, four... Four inkers plus Crime Lab Syndicate, which who knows how many people that is. You know what this looks like? This is like everybody that worked at Top Cow is now working yeah. on the Hulk book at Marvel. <laughs> and for, for the most part, it, it you don't really notice it. I mean, some some scenes you can see. What it was um, a little annoying is you look at what's what's her name Amanda Von Doom. So you see like her hair length here, and then the next. Oops! You flip the page. Her hair gets longer. That's I a wish, superpower. I that's, wish that's I could do that. <laughs> like four panels. And then if you look at like the the inking here, on under, they're underwater, and then like going especially here from this page to this page, it's like it. Norm tried saying that it was because they're underwater. So maybe yeah, I mean that's what I would effect. think. But yeah. um, well, I don't know. I mean this page is it's it's. I don't no, know. I think it's because they're underwater. I don't know. I agree with Norm, even All though right. he's not here. Yeah. I don't know. I just... 
it was it was distracting. That was that was my my biggest complaint is that I don't know what's going on. I mean, my biggest complaint is that he went on about how he's trying to recreate the Hulk for like literally like four pages. <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah, that was a little much. X twenty three number seventeen. I haven't read this yet. Oh my gosh. Uh, so the cover's like Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. Uh, the movie. And um, it's... Not the, no, just not the Chekhov novel? I had this... I, <laughs> no. I, I, I took this home, so I had this on my desk to, yeah. to read yesterday. And my daughter saw it, and she's looking. And, you know, because she didn't know who to... She's like, who are they? And I was like, oh, that's the Fantastic Four Because they... They kind of don't look as small as they should. But then she's kind of wondering. She's like, well, she has a Thor's helmet. And I was like, yeah, there is this movie. Because you know, she knows who X-23 is. Did she read it? She did not read it. Oh. But, Would no. you let her read it? Uh, I, I don't. I feel like maybe not at the beginning with the stuff with Hellion. Okay, so X twenty three returns to Westchester, and uh, Wolverine is talking to Hellion, and he's kind of freaking out because he's been going through a lot of stuff. If you've been following, so X twenty three comes in, and then they like sort of start talking, and he tries to open up to her, but she's like, I can't deal with this right now. Like, too leaving. too much baggage, so I'm just gonna leave. But she's like very, she's sort of a minimalist. Like she doesn't actually communicate, so it's weird. Um, then uh, she gets a phone call to go babysit uh, Sue Storm's kids, and, and that's sort of where the, the the book's direction sort of goes into. So she's got to take care of these two little rascals who are troublemakers, Uh-oh. and they decide to use their daddy's technology Dude, for, scamps get for their trouble. own entertainment. And it is so much fun, and that is I, the best I, page. I love this, yeah. So the great thing about this issue is the comedic timing. It's like Marjorie Liu is fantastic with like letting the artist sort of just depict what's going on in the scene. So there's, like, silence, right, in this page. So there's, like, you know, she, they're just staring. She's like, ah, it's so cute. You yeah, have to like, see it. I like the this. Mr. Fantastic said. I know, and that was so weird. They, they I'm like, should have more, like, stretch marks. Yeah. Like, That's, you know, like, what twisting. I... I used to do that with my Ken dolls. Like, hello, you know, like... <laughs> like, Ken looks at Barbie, but he doesn't have to turn around. Right. <laughs> just his head. I think that uh, it's interesting that with all the, like, Wolverine and Cyclops... Like she's human, she's not human. Uh, she needs to be treated. What is like she? A human I don't being. know. Oh my Girl. god! And then like Sue Storm is like, hey, you want to babysit my kids? Yeah, right. Like, like Sue Storm of all people has been like the most compassionate and like humanizing person to X twenty three. Mm-hmm. Like for all of Wolverine's talk of how human she and is, Gambit. He never. Yeah, Gambit's been good with it too. But like Gambit's he never like actually Mama Bear. made the effort. Like oh. did Wolverine? Oh no! Like well, he, he, oh, he he talked good talk, but then like whenever she came to him, he was like, "You need to think for yourself. You need to make your own decisions." It's like maybe give her some guidance, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I kind of like the fact that um, uh, Wolverine and X twenty three are sort of because I mean she's a clone of, of Wolverine, you right. know. So it's nice that she's getting to build these relationships it's with other really, people in the Marvel universe. That is really cool, and I love that. But it's just weird that he seems so invested in her, but also so dedicated to not like helping her at all <laughs> i think that's done on purpose yeah i think it might have something to do with he the fact that he's got like, he like takes in too many to little girls yeah that's the thing. It's, it's like he it's wants to he wants to be a father figure but he knows he's not the best he's not yeah, the best role like, model right so it's like I, I think he wants to look out for them but he doesn't want to keep them too close because both shadow cat and jubilee seem to turn out okay jubilee is a freaking vampire now yeah so right what? she is that's not okay. she's not, not okay she is or not okay. Fault. I didn't actually read that <laughs> series, but um, but I think that it's cool that uh, it's sort of like X twenty three is changing Gambit, right? It's sort of like because he's looking out for her, she, he's becoming more responsible. I don't know. That's great. I'm it's going cool. on a date tonight, but I'll be back to pick you up at twelve. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> She's like, "Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'll be here. Yeah, it's right. cute." And we'll talk more about that later. It's fun. Red Hood and the Outlaws. Past yeah. Tense. So this is interesting. 
they go they go into all their uh, past memories, right? There's that uh, little kid that looks yeah. like so uh, backing up the dudes from Tibet. Yeah, so we we found out issue two. Jason Todd did some training with this this group and mystical assassins, all this stuff like that. They're all killed, and he, so he wants to find out. So to, to find out what they're after, they they talk to this mystical kid. Mm, how you describe mystical him. bald kid. Yeah. This is and Grant Morrison as a child. Does, I was going to say, does he tell them that there is <laughs> Smoking no Smoking the hookah. <laughs> you didn't read this, Corey? No, I didn't. Oh. So the, in order to go in here, the, 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 the kid who's like millions of years, not thousands of years, you know, he's really old. He's like, mm-hmm. I need to take your memory, your most cherished memories as yes. collateral. Mm-hmm. Now, that's messed up. Okay, so what, 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 no, he's Clyde. He's just holding on to me. No, yeah, okay. I'm just gonna borrow these. Like, so check them out. You we, know, we I don't will, care. That's still messed up. We will spoil two of them, but we won't spoil the last one. That's fair. So um, he's just holding on to him, and then basically going to trippy room and everything like that. But then we we we, we find out, um, and then he's 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 like he's like oh. Um, Starfire is an alien. I can look at her memories. Yeah, I'm not invading her privacy or anything. So we see her now. This was I think this kind of goes back to the controversy of the first issue, where her lack of memories and nothing, where she she shows that she does still. And I, I think it was she mentioned something. Oh, it was when they took her memories. She said that she remembers important things. So the whole thing that she doesn't remember the Teen Titans. I mean, that's bunch of bull. And she just said that. Um, probably because they're painful memories, you know, whatever, right. her breakup, and she doesn't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. So we see her as a child. She's, she's a, you know, slave. She's supposed to be this princess. And this big, huge guard, you know, kind of shows some compassion and everything. And what does she do? She's like... I will kill you. <laughs> and basically, so what she does is she stands up for herself. She's like, I don't want your sympathy or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but he was being nice but she, to her. But, but she still... It, it was but, weird But she he, he's like all the rest, and, you know... All right, like, if you were a little alien princess and you were chained, you know, and whatever, and somebody came and took over your planet, wouldn't your most cherished memory be, like, your last moments with your parents, maybe? No, no, but this is, this is I her, don't know. This is her like, where she finally stood up for herself. This no, is where I'll blowing I mean, up some dude who was that's nice fine. to her way better. Hey, I'm going to be really nice to you. <laughs> Boom. Like, I don't need your compassion. But I, really? so I, I, I see it as this is where she's like, I'm not going to be a slave. I have this power. I'm going to do all this. And, I thought and, it was weird. And, where, and this makes her a stronger character where she's not the bimbo that but she was. Do you think it would have maybe made more sense if, like, she was beating up a dude that was being mean to her and not one that was, like, trying to show compassion? Yeah, it's just showing her as a hardened war. You know, she, this is what she's going to do. She's not going to. It would have been a bit more cliched. I think this is at least a little different. <laughs> it's a little weird. I mean, it's he, my he, opinion. He's, he's showing okay, compassion, anyway. but he's still part of the, the aliens that are taking over her planet. So. He whatever he's, like, he's like oh free. oh you know you're being nice but no it's like if you're being nice and you get the other guys to leave and so oh, okay so there's that mm-hmm. and then um, Roy Harper's is is kind of interesting so we flash back where he's he's fighting Killer Croc and, on a rooftop on a rooftop and he's Killer Croc's like ready to kill him and then he's like I realize what you're trying to do you want me to kill you. And then he's like goes on all this stuff. He's like, whatever, you know, you, you lost all your 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 stocks, your shares at the Q Core, and you know. So basically, Roy Harper's he hit bottom. Something happened. He's not with Ollie. He's not with the company. And and then Killer Croc's like, I'm not going to kill you. It's like, you know, you just, you need to do this for yourself. And so some people I, have it worse off than you, like me. So, I'm a crocodile man. So now, now, the, now the thing <laughs> Let's is, hug it out, though. why why is this his most cherished memory? 
beginning of his recovery. I mean, this is I mean, when he, 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 yeah, this is when he, he kind of seemed like, I don't need all that stuff. And, and this is where, you know, he was on a downward spiral. He just wanted to die. And this is where, even though he's finding Killer Croc, and <laughs> Killer, you wouldn't expect him to make you see the light, that this is where he realized. He's kind of a thug. That, I'm kind of surprised he had this insight. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is where he started to turn things around and realize that his life wasn't just based on. Ollie and Q-Core. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, what about Mr. Freeze? Wouldn't he be kind of have a bit more insight into sacrificing and hitting rock bottom? And then... He's still a Batman villain. I don't know. Well, anyway, maybe I'm just okay. being... And then there's um, Jason Todd's memory, which we won't talk about. And the, the thing is... I don't know what you should say. Well, it sort of totally changes his character. Like... Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we can't talk about it, then I can't really talk about I, it. I, 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 I liked it. I thought it made sense. Um, all of them? Yep. Okay. Even Jason's. I mean, ba- now, the, the thing with Jason's, with Jason Todd is, it, I mean, so he, you know, he was Robin, and then he dies. He comes back. He's, he's Red Hood, and then he, he comes, like, Nightwing, and then he's Red Hood again, and then he's Red Robin, and then he's Batman, and then he's, so it's, it's like, clearly he doesn't know what's going on, and and we need to figure out what's going on because there's there's still the question: Why is he wearing a bat symbol on on his chest? So you know, does he hate Batman? Does he not? And so, I think there there's there's more coming here. And with based on who Jason was when he was Robin, you know, he, he you know he wasn't like the perfect little superhero sidekick right. or whatever. So you know, he had his issues. So I I like that. I, I thought it was good. Catwoman number three. Um, so she freaks out. Um, so Bone, man, that scene is so cliche. Let me look at this again. So, um, so Bone like uh, picks Catwoman up. Okay, we opened the story with Lola who died in the second issue. Spoiler, like who's Lola? Uh, so Lola's sort of this lady that raised her, but not really. Like they. They're like partners in crime. So Selena would go and steal stuff, but then like Lola would document everything that she stole. But she was also sort of like this guide for her. Like she she was her friend. Like they were very good friends. Um, And Selena always came to Lola when she had a problem. Anyway, so Bone kills her and uh, ties Selena up to a chair, whatever, tells her thugs to beat her because... Um, Selena stole things from him. Material <laughs> possessions. Because a no, guy lived on the streets, he had nothing, or well, yeah, like that that, that entire blah, blah, blah. scene is completely contrived. Like it's like um, it's like the scenes in those old westerns where or western cartoons where the villain would be like, "I'm going to tell you the entire plot and all the, the like the whole premise of why I'm doing this, just in time for the hero to come in and save the day." You know what I'm I mean? James Bond villain. Yeah, like like I'm just going to tell you everything, but why? Like. It's totally unnecessary. And it felt weird. It felt forced. But that's the only scene that I really was not into. But Selena freaks out, and she sort of takes revenge, and she goes a little crazy. Um, one of the scenes sort of know, reminds her me. Her best friend just got dead. Like, yeah. She seems like so, she has reason to freak out. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it's it's interesting because uh, she's, she sort of succumbs to the like, loss of control, and um, she's got a decision to make. You know, do I do I follow what Batman says, you know, and whatever, because he does show up in the issue, or do I just, you know, take out my revenge on this dude that just killed my best friend? So it's cool. Like, you see a different side to Selena, and it's very dark, and it's grim. Yeah, and really it's a, dark. It's, it's, appro- it's appropriate, I mean, yeah. for what just happened to oh, her. Totally. She looks um, insane. 
she looks like the Joker in uh, Death of in the Family. Yeah, when kinda. Jason Todd, I mean the whole like she's when, even a bit more angular. Well, in, yeah. When well, when Joker like those panels mm-hmm. where Joker was hitting Jason with a crowbar, right. very similar to what we see here in in this book. And I don't know, Bone's dialogue is not that great. Like no. I wasn't. I kind of don't it, get why but. they introduce this new character when he just seems to be another black mask. Um, I think it's just like. <laughs> It's like, okay, like, this is a new villain, you know, whatever, but it's... But he is, like, exactly Black Mask. I just, just yeah. right, so they, they don't have to go into, we're rewriting everything about Black Mask, or we're not rewriting, so maybe it's, it's just, like, this is just... And easier. also, it's like creating her own rogues gallery, you I know guess. what I mean? That's so, very true. I don't know. Maybe there's plans But he's him. not very threatening. Like, no? she takes him out in one issue. I mean, come on. He's also... I, oh, please don't hit me! Yeah. Like, oh, dude, dude, are you begging, head. really? What well, I, whatever. He's not used to being in a position of weakness. What I didn't like about this guy, so... Uh, they have her tied up, and then he he tells his men take care of her, or whatever, and then he leaves. I mean, so that's yeah. like like the the, the classic cliche yeah, thing he's where, a busy man. where where the main <laughs> villain doesn't even stay to see it happen. And yeah, maybe he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. He doesn't want to he's be not there. Not the Joker, that's for but, sure. But the fact that it's just like, all right, here's this person that that I can't stand, and I'm so mad at that, that you know per, did this personal attack. I want her dead. But I'm going to leave while you guys do it. I don't even care to see it. It's not like he could have stopped her, though. But still, it's like if, if you have someone that you want dead, and I don't know this from experience, you know, you, you would think you would stick around to, to see that it happens because... This is true, but I feel like it's less of a cliche because I really hate it when, like, the villain leaves and he could have easily stopped the hero from escaping. But in this case, I feel like he couldn't have done anything. She broke but, free. But he still leaves. And, like and then it comes anything. back to bite him in the butt because no, no, it's, he, he just took he, his beating he, a little he later. He just assumed she was dead. And it's like, well, you, you wait and you see that, that your, your guys who are probably half incompetent or whatever, you know, it's like, how, how good are they? To, you know, and then obviously not. I personally felt that that wasn't even like the best part of the issue. The best part of the issue came towards the end where she's um, she returns to Lola. And there's this like great – it's a great yeah. scene and I'm not going to spoil it. But it's um, – the way it was written, it was like it was really hard for Selena to come to terms with what she has to do in order to protect herself. So There's a lot of really great emotions in this book. I oh, yeah. Like, and not just this issue but even in the previous two. Like I like that, that Catwoman isn't stoic, that she's like – passionate and mm-hmm. emotional and she gets angry and sad and mm-hmm. happy and and anybody <laughs> that was like a little bit upset about the, like the, all the boob shots there are right. like limited boob shots yeah there. this is actually one of the more conservative so books from that perspective yeah. they, they turn into boobs for the violence <laughs> yeah exactly that's gotta be one or the other <laughs> Captain America number four I am okay this book has lost me Okay, I know so I say that like once a week about one book. But. So this is Brubaker McNiven. It's it's the the relaunch. Basically, there is this this dude um, from the the forties. He has this like this trippy power where he like kind of opens up this like creates this other world, and there's people who are trapped there. So that's basically what's happening. Where Captain America got pulled into this other place, and there's all this insane stuff going on. So he's trapped there now. He's like in the future. Where he hasn't been Captain America for all the time, he's an astronaut and all this stuff like that, and then they need to figure out how to, how, you know, um, Nick and Sharon need to figure out how to save him. And I, really I love, I love Baker, I, I love McNiven, but I'm, I, uh, I, I don't know. The problem is their dream world isn't stylized enough. I can't tell what's going on in the real world and what's going on in the dream world. And part, I mean, the, I hate to say it because, like I said, I mean, ever since Brubaker took over Captain America, I loved like all of it. 
I don't really care so much about what's going on. I'm, I'm ready for this story to be over. This feels like the, astonishing Captain America. Like this feels like some kind of side story. It's, it's, it's almost, and I, I think people refer to it like Inception, where you know he's because he's in this weird yeah, world. Really and nothing like, like Inception. And, uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> he's know. in a dream, but it's not like they're doing the whole layered dream thing. Maybe he is. What about when he sleeps in the dream world? Gasp. There's a spinning top. Well, we won't get that sound effect, but if there is a spinning top in the next issue, yeah. then we know it's. Well, then we know. <laughs> Nightwing number three. This was uh, this was fun. Yeah. My my one little tiny pet peeve. The crying prom. bearded lady. No, is uh, <laughs> the opening page. A cornfield in Iowa five years ago. Oh yeah, that's weird. So I didn't notice. We, that. He looks like he's ten, by the way. We, five so years ago, we we see this young. You know, yeah, he was. 10, 12. Like his little face down I mean, on the next page. So he, he's, he he's looks a kid. like a little child. Yeah. So yeah, so Ugh. all of this stuff, because what, what they've unofficially said there, with the relaunch, Nightwing is supposed to be like 21-ish, somewhere around there. Catwoman's supposed to be 23. That I don't buy. That's, okay. that's we, weird. That's weird so, and a little bit but, off-putting. If, okay, so if, if we l- overlook all that stuff, so basically what this is saying because you know Justice League is five years ago too, so and we right. know Batman's been established before five years before Justice League number one. But basically, what this is saying here, we have Dick Grayson still in the circus. So in five years, we've had him as Robin, him as Nightwing. We've had Jason Todd come in and be Robin for a while, and then we had Tim Drake come and be Robin for a while and become Red Robin and all this. Stuff. So all that in five years, I mean, yeah, that's, they've got a that's, worse that's, sense of time than the Star Wars much. movies. This should have been more like. Um, like maybe seven years, nine, ten years. Ten years would be even because because and, and the other weird thing was um, last week's Batgirl where we had the flashback with with Dick and Barbara and there's there's like it seemed like there's like a big age difference between them. I mean, I, I would think they'd be like because I'm trying to think when they met. Because she was always supposed to be older, and then they sort of retconned yeah, like, that. Like maybe a year or two. Because she was originally she was like five years older than him. That much? I'm really? trying to think of her yeah, first. Because, kind of awesome. because she was she was working for a congressman in Washington DC while he was still Robin. And then they had like this little flirtation. And that yeah. was a little weird, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think like Is the, it really the less first... weird if he's older? Like <laughs> No um, just, I think it's, it's because like she, he was still like a teenager and she was working. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to go to a bar? Oh, wait, you can't because you're a teenager. My daughter asked me about that because we were watching Clone Wars, and <laughs> she's like, how old are, difference are they? Because they were both in there. Because right. I think Padme was supposed to be four, 14, and, and Anakin was 9. So it was like a five-year. Yeah, five she's, years. It's not that different. Yeah. So um, going back to Nightwing. So we we get see some of the circus, and there's this mystery. I, can, I don't know if anyone can sum this up better than that. <laughs> there, there's... They're they're trying to find out wh- like why the deaths happened, what's going on, who's you know because Dix inherited the circus, but right. this guy yeah, and they're not happy about it. Yeah. Like the, like the guy's uh, son, the guy that died that I ran the circus, that was a really great. Didn't scene like that was him. a great scene, the funeral scene. With it was like fantastic. Him, him going like so fast from like rage to just absolute sorrow. Right. That was actually really. It was very. It wasn't like hitting you over the head or anything, but that was a very realistic like depiction Absolutely. Of, of that Absolutely. situation. Because he's like he feels like Dick is the one responsible for yeah. his father's death. So Dick's like, Okay, I'm gonna go figure out who it is that's calling all the shots and hiring right. out these assassins. And um because I want to know they were like, how Ryan, this you've guy been died. drinking. Maybe you need to settle down a bit. And then he kind of yeah. he goes through one of those big drunk mood swings. <laughs> and then this, the rest of the issue is pretty action packed. That guy's power is weird. Yeah. Like, it's weird and awesome. What what was weird? So he he goes uh, after this Guy who used 
you know has has ties with the circus, mm-hmm. and he's. It just seemed weird that. So wait, are, you, are they trying to say that like Dick Grayson is seventeen in this, or how old was he in the five year flashback? They, they didn't really <laughs> say. I mean, they, they, there is no no because no, that's a bit young to be being Batman. There's say that that's that's the other thing. So you know, I forgot to mention. So he was also Batman for right. A while. Like kids but, haven't finished growing by the time they hit seventeen. Because they they said he was, and you know, I I think. I think I saw on tw- you know as, as the the tweets flash by on, on tweet deck where I think someone mentioned that and Kyle Higgins like yeah I know that I think that was a mess maybe they messed up it wasn't supposed to be five yeah. years ago because even if he is twenty one then you know he would have been seventeen he, he, did, he did not look seventeen <laughs> yeah. in the fi- so and it, so maybe it was a typo maybe it was supposed to be five or no, whatever I don't know but I, I, I think when it was, when when Nightwing goes to Chicago to take on this guy it's it's almost like it just it seemed, you know he it's almost like he's he's tipping his hat by going after this guy and and he also I, I'm finds here about, him awfully quickly the circus and I'm just wearing this little mask and you're not gonna know recognize that I'm me at all even though we know each other yeah and that was like maybe one of the very few good things about Green Lantern the movie is when you know he goes to Carol and then she's she looks at him and she recognizes him right away because he's just wearing a little mask but. You would you can recognize someone's hair or their, their jaw, and yeah. you know, a little mask is mm-hmm. not gonna. But I, I liked in Green Lantern that he was also very self aware about that. So he was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna like he made jokes about the fact that the only thing that's disguising him is a mask. Like that's what made it funny. Yeah. So and and Nightwing, yeah, he's kind of in the shadows, you know. So if he's wearing a little mask, if he's jumping around, you know, fighting bad guys, no one's gonna really look at him. But here right. he's talking to this dude in his office. It's like unless there's really bad lighting, you know. Maybe I just skimmed this too quickly, but I didn't actually get the idea that the guy didn't recognize him. I don't know. I, yeah, but I, I could be completely wrong because I did kind of read it quickly. Yeah. I did. I, I, I'd probably give it a four. Yeah, it was I, good I, still. I, I was going to review it. I, I didn't get to it. Um, speaking of Green Lantern, also in the animated series that, that they sh- showed the first. Oh, yeah, how like, was that? Episodes. I liked it. The CG, you, you got to get used to it. I mean, it, it's, you know, like Hal's got a big, huge chest. And, you know, they're well, all. That's Bruce out of, yeah, they're all <laughs> out of, you know. So you, you get used to it. I mean, the. The the CG is like super crisp and clean. I mean, cool. it, it looks good, and then and there's some cool effects. It's, I, I guess, I mean, if it was animated, then it could just feel like just another animated adventure. But what what was funny about that is he's wearing his mask, and they make a reference about that. They're like, <laughs> "Why are you wearing a mask when you're out in space? You know, right. no one's going to recognize you." <laughs> they have that. Venom number nine. I continue to be a big fan of this book. This is sad, though. Um, it is. So, first of all, so this is the aftermath of Spider Island. In some ways, I, I hate to say it, but it felt like it was a filler issue. Mm-hmm. It did a bit. Because the next issue, so it's a new direction, because it's still Rick Remender. It's also um, my boy Stefano Caselli. But on Woo-hoo! this issue, because then, um, I think it's Land Medina, I could be wrong, I think is doing... Yeah. Doing the next, well, so so they're about to jump on a, on a new arc where he's on the run and he's gonna have to um, get help from. Are the three Medinas related? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there's Paco, Angel. Lan, and Angel. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't okay. know. Just like the Von Dooms are not related. Right. So <laughs> really presumptuous of me. Um, I apologize. Yeah, there you go. To both the Von Dooms and the Medina family. <laughs> now, even though I said this felt like a, a filler issue. It's it's a pr- pretty. He- I I hope <laughs> yeah. I hope that some of the stuff that happens here carries over. Sometimes heroes don't get there just in time. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I mean, people. Well, let's just say people die, and like this scene right here is just like oh, holy man. crap. You I totally mean, expect that to go a different direction, and it doesn't. I mean, be, because I mean, this is this is rated T plus. 
but because they don't, really, they don't like get graphic, but yeah, you know, it's but all it's implied. just just the idea. Yeah, yeah. It, it's implied. And because this, even though it's Venom and Venom, he you know when Flag Smash he bit off his arm and spit it out. You know, well but that was be, though Gargan, wasn't it? No, Did it Flash was, do it, that too? yeah, Flash. It was oh, issue okay. one. I'm pretty sure. Because there was a point one issue and then an irregular issue. Right. One. So anyway, I think I could be wrong. Um, but I mean, even if he was doing that to like Jack O' Lantern, that was an unrepentant <laughs> like psychopathic murderer. It's it's just weird <laughs> because this has a strong tie to Spider-Man, which even though that's not necessarily for kids, but just to have what happens Ooh. here. And then... Um, oh, yeah, but then it, something it, else happens. It, it, it gives <laughs> Flash a reason to get angry, and we know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I just hope that there, there's, there's repercussion, that this doesn't just be, like, whatever. But I, I still what I want to know is what about the, the, the 20 mission thing? Because unless I missed it where they say, oh, that's not a, not a problem anymore. Well, I mean, after the whole Craven thing, they were like, you've already bonded to the suit well beyond 48 hours. Yeah, and, and they never really <laughs> said anything about that. Like, you know, He seems to be controlling it, but they've still got the kill switch. Because they, 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 could, they could remove it from just like they removed it from Mac. But it's like they're not that concerned. There's no point because he hasn't like gone rogue or anything like that. He hasn't. Okay, but when he disappears for, you know, <laughs> that was like right when he came back or whatever. Then he he goes off the radar and they're like, "Where were you at?" And because he had to go talk to, what's not Jack? Who's the guy in charge? Of, Crime Lord, something like the, that. The guy that Crime knows boss? his identity. The, Crime yeah. Master. Yeah, <laughs> like Jack Lantern's dad or whoever. Right. <laughs> so that's yeah, gonna Crime be file. X Men number twenty one. Man. Crime dude. I did not like the way that. Psylocke and Storm are like the dialogue. Of oh, this I was just thought you can say the art. I uh, first of all, Will Conrad. I he he did some issues. Uh, would I? Re- you really remember. like him? I, I do like it. He, I don't he, he did, really. He did some X twenty threes. It's because I, I think what it is like looking at this this image of Storm. You know, it's it's this small image, but you can make out the details in her face. A lot of, like, there's a lot of artists where if something's this small, they, they kind of gloss over the details where, you know, here's some eyes and a mouth, you know. So it's just, there's a, there's a lot of little detail, whether it's, it's him or the inker. I mean, everything just looks very neat, you know. I don't know. I feel like everything, like, it looks to me like it's, a lot of it is rendered in Photoshop. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I know some artists admit to using Photoshop for some, I don't know what extent and I, I mean, that, but that's I'm not, not sure if that's that something you need to my, admit. It makes things look yeah. crisper if you use it right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even like that's not my gripe. Like my my issue with this issue <laughs> is like Psylocke's dialogue. Like um, she says something like, uh, "What's up, boss?" or something to Storm, and that's just weird. Like mm. that that just struck me as weird. That some of the dialogue was didn't sound like the characters. To I me. didn't. I didn't get to read all this. Um, it was all right. Like I. D- I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I read through the beginning, and then I got to that point, and I'm like, uh, no. I didn't even read it. So, <laughs> um, my question is, it's like how I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure. So we, you know, regenesis. We have kind of relaunches. You know, we have clear teams. You know, roster changes and stuff like that. It's like how important is this? It, it just feels like because you know here we we have we have Storm who's on Cyclops ex- extinction team, um, Psylocke wasn't really going to be on a team. She was just going to be like like security, you know, around the island, but here she's out on a mission. Um Colossus also is Colossus, he's in here. Right? Yeah, he's in the beginning. He's also an extinction squad. So it's just weird that we have this we have team to work with War Machine, right? Yeah, so war, yeah, and that, well, well, that was a little yeah, weird. Yeah, last issue because they're there in in another another I forgot what country they're at. Was it Latveria? No, yeah. it's it was like Fakistan. Something... 
Yeah, something. <laughs> so, so something they, else like that. Yeah, they're they're in in the the territory and war machine comes like you can't be here because whatever it's a tense situation all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's involved with that. Which, yeah, it is kind of weird that he's there. Um, I love the dominoes in here because I feel like. She, well, that she, was like the best scene where where they were going to do an autopsy and they were going to keep all her organs, and that's when she snaps out of it. She's like, "Hell no, you're not taking my organs." Um, and then, <laughs> so there's there's sentinels here. The the weird thing is at the end, what the sentinels detect, and I I don't understand where they're going with yeah, that. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but I, like I said, I I, I like the last issue. I like the issue twenty. I didn't get to read all of this, but I just wonder. Is this really necessary when you have other books that are getting? Canceled? Yeah, I mean, it just feels like, uh, yeah, you know. No, I'm, I'm not saying yeah, it's necessary. I'm saying yeah, that's oh, no, unfortunate. No, no, no. My thing is, okay, so yeah, we can have this another X Men book because mm-hmm. you know Wolverine and X Men. There's that. that that's kind of a little different because it could be more about the school. You got the Uncanny X Men, which is Cyclop and his team. So there are so many mutants and so many X Men. I, just, I don't feel like we have like a firmly established team here, which maybe that's a good thing because I, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer like the, the Justice League Unlimited where you don't need to have a set roster where you, you send whoever's best for the when mission. You can. Yeah, so like here, here's, okay, we're getting attacked by this person. I'm going to handpick who, who's going to be best suited for this rather than having a static roster who hopefully they can handle it. Like if you're going to deal with some big magical enemy you know, just having brute strength isn't going to do it. Right. So I just, I just, I don't know. And you know, maybe it's clear in the solicits or whatever. Maybe I haven't read anything about this. I just don't know what the focus of X Men, the Victor Gishler X Men, is. If there's going to be a set team or, or what, and I don't know. So we'll see. Fear itself, seven point three. Is this the last Fear itself? I think this is the last one, seven point three. So this deals with Iron Man. This was really good. I thought it's, it's a <laughs> yeah, lot of. I very much enjoyed it. It's a lot of the aftermath, um, which is what they, they all are. Yeah. Um, it's because in France, France was basically all destroyed when Grey Gargoyle was possessed. He turned everyone to stone. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of um, not Phyllis. What am I looking for? Um, Mystical. No, it, it's basically because. Tony Stark is a man of science. He doesn't believe in all the gods, even though he's with Asgard. So there's a lot of... <laughs> even though he's looking at uh, the, <laughs> right. Thor's dad. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a lot of... Um, <sighs> I see you, but I don't believe what, what, you. What, I, I can't think of the word I'm, I'm looking for. It's like... Um, re- not really uh, practical? Spir- spiritual, religious... Right, um, he's not spiritual. God. So it's, it's like, you know, he's, he's questioned because... He's you know, very he, practical. He doesn't believe that a god would... Or God would, would allow all of Paris, all the innocent people to be killed or turned to stone and all. like So there's a lot of that that spiritual, religious, whatever, dilemma. Stuff. And, and so, I mean, this was... was, was that was why I liked it. I kind of thought in a world where, like, gods literally come down and talk to people, this was sort of a frank but meditation. Some on people, and it was pretty cool because he was like, uh, I came to talk to you. Yeah. But see, some people are saying Asgardians aren't gods, they're aliens. That's what someone told me. Yeah, whatever. That, so, it doesn't I, really I matter for this. Gods. They're gods. Yeah, well, it, would, it wouldn't matter one way or the other for this. I this, see them as aliens, whole, too, yeah. who yeah. just think that they're gods. This whole discussion of religion and, like, of, of infinity, really, was really interesting. I thought that this was a great book. Um, okay, we'll come back to Asgardian stuff in, in a little <laughs> later. What was weird about this is, you know, this is Matt Fraction, Salvador LaRocca. Mm-hmm. It's like this should have been an, an issue of Invincible Iron Man. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Like with the the last issue was about Thor. That should have been an issue of Mighty Thor. 
You mean and it wasn't? No, like these don't count as oh weird. Because this no, is no, this is fear itself. Because most of them have had the, the same creative team who work on the main and, books. Yeah, and, yeah. and like Butch Guise and Rubaker. So it's weird that. Because this story, where I think this is a great story, especially it's it's a Tony Stark story because you really you know, there, he's not being Iron Man, he's not out fighting people and stuff like that. So this is a great issue that I, I feel it's unfortunate if it just gets lost. Hopefully, when they they do the next trade collecting whatever issues of of Invincible Iron Man, they'll throw this one in there as well because I think this is great in developing his. I mean, Matt Fraction, you know, I think he's he's doing a great job with yeah. with, with Iron Man with Tony Stark. So it, it was it was good. Oh, uh, jeez. We're taking a long time with this. I'll start chugging. <laughs> Supergirl, uh, okay. number, number three. I love this issue. Going back to um, Catwoman, uh-huh. how, you know, and Corey, you're saying, why do they, they use him? They could just use... Same thing here, the villain. They could have used Lex Luthor. But they, but they didn't. Want to. Because they want to give yeah. her her own rogues gallery. Yeah. But I, I mean, giving the mirrors of other people in someone else's gallery is... Okay. Like productive. <laughs> so here's here's what I said. I'm like they could have very well. I think I said something like this in my review. They could have very well used Lux Luthor, but they didn't. And I and I think that it's good that they didn't. And even though it's a little bit cliche, you know, Supergirl lands there. She has this great conversation with Superman. It's awesome. Like the first few pages are amazing. And he's like, "Listen, I want to help you." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "No, I don't know who you are. This is so weird. Like you're supposed to be my cousin, but I'm younger. Yeah, so you're like, you're younger than so I am." She, her she she her last memories was like three days ago or something like that, where she yeah. was on Krypton. Superman Kal-El was a baby. Right, but actually it's been like 25 years or something. Yes, I mean, there's, something there's some... Like it's been five years and Superman has grown up and now <laughs> And now he's an adult. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, she doesn't... Because what was great, I think it was in issue two, when um, Superman's talking to her in, in Kryptonese or whatever. Right. Kryptonian. She, 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 she says that it sounded like he learned it out of a book, which is what he did because you know he's not fluent in it so that, I mean that was a great so she's like how can I trust you just because you're wearing the S you can't be so yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean you're my cousin whatever so she's dealing with like these uh, issues and he's like alright fine I gotta go save these people so I'm gonna let you go and uh, she goes back to Siberia to look for the pod that she landed in and oh my gosh it's gone and, and set up for the story and exactly so so now she's she's met um Gosh, I don't remember the character's the, the name. Dude? Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. He's it's a trillion. He's a trillion there. <laughs> I like how like inflation happens, yeah. and then we we get like we move from millionaire to billionaire to trillionaire. Even and he's Arkham got City this- made a joke about that. Is yeah, it Simon Ty- Tycho or Tycho, Tycho or something. Tycho. Yeah, Tycho. So Simon yeah. Tycho is this trillionaire who lives in a. Um, a satellite. satellite that's orbiting, you know, Earth or whatever, and uh, and uh, so she so she <laughs> goes and she high, follows but... him, and you know she comes. She, he gives her like these set of challenges because he's testing her powers. So uh, obviously he wants to figure out, you know, how he can use her and manipulate her powers. It's interesting. I'm I really love this book, and it, it's a it's beautifully drawn. I, I, I could be wrong, but I. It seems it feels like the art is different from issue one and two. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't remember know. who did that. I, I mean, it's my yeah. I, I agree. The art is good. I just it's I didn't more like. Painterly. I didn't like. Yeah, because this isn't what the last issue looked like. I don't really like Superman's face here, but it that's, kind of that's reminds me of um, uh, who does Flash? Oh, Francis. Francis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of Francis. 
All right, moving quickly. I didn't love it. Like, this the first issue was great. Like, this issue is kind of slow. It seems like they, they've kind of squandered the potential of that first issue to, like, mm-hmm. have sort of a quantum leapish book, and now it's just him talking yeah, to I don't think odds. I read issue two. <laughs> issue yes. two was slightly worse than issue one. Yeah, which w- they completely abandoned the premise there, where it's. That's like, what I, I felt like maybe, maybe it was editorial decision to yeah. be like, this is too deep. Yeah, he's not like having adventures he's just talking to gods and learning more about what he is but he's not interacting with other people and it's not very interesting yeah okay so um captain adam number three so we have captain adam and flash um art here is when we see captain adam i mean that looks good freddie williams the second um so people are scared of captain adam he has all this power everyone's comparing him to Dr. Manhattan. Um, he has he meets the Flash for the first time because basically he's so powerful. It's like he's the, he said like the hours and the minutes stretch out, so he's living between time. And then um, there's a war going on, and I, I love this page right here where it's the, the, the Flash is yeah. just you know these guys are shooting guns, and he's just like picking the bullets out like one at a time. But he should you think he should take the guns because they're yeah. just gonna shoot the next <laughs> bullet out. But so there's just a big, big discussion because you know people are, are scared of him, and you know. Is is you know is he too powerful? Is he leaking radiation? And so it's I I really like what's going on here. And you know, Captain Adam's trying to figure out what he's doing, and you know, he's becoming more and more powerful. So right. that, that's good. Um, New Mutants, thirty four. Anyone read this? I did. The Return to Blink. I really wanted to read this because I'm curious about Blink. Um, oh, it's not great. No. Oh, that's no. too bad. For one thing, and again, this is kind of a weird problem to have, but they, it sort of opens with a bit of blink, and then it goes to a training exercise. But we see Colossus as Juggernaut, and it's like it's kind of been implied that he loses a little bit more control and a little bit more of himself yeah, every time he angry. transforms. It's like, would they really have him transform for a training exercise? <laughs> but other than that, it was all right. I, I like the dynamics. I love uh, Warlock. I know he's he's basically there to be lovable, but he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. X Factor 227. Holy crap. This book is weird. <laughs> uh, so um, That guy's name should be Meta, not Bloodbath. <laughs> the the main thing here is is what they talk about is someone is going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't say who. I don't like the way their costumes are drawn, especially um, <laughs> M's and um, Layla Miller. But uh, I, th- I think they, they... This is crazy. So yeah, Oof. so someone... That's not even a person who dies. <laughs> that oh, of course not. But then, well, no, it is. But then yeah. there's, um, I think they mentioned that this, that this happened, that they're going to yeah. address this. So there was a year, year of issues ago, yeah. there was a, a memory or a glimpse of Layla Miller as an adult with, married to Jamie Madrox, and uh, like they're, they're both dead on their, their honeymoon. Right. And they're finally coming back and they're going to address that. So it's yeah, like, what's that happen? was a long time ago. I really wanted to get into X Factor. It's really good. But it's very hard. It is. It's, it's a bit esoteric. And, and I don't really know game. where to start. So I, mean, I, re- I think the only thing, yeah. Cause did you read that Madrox miniseries from a few years back? No. You start there because that's kind of where they started. Good, with I'll whole... start several years ago. Oh. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a really good saga. It's I, worth, I think like, reading. the main thing, kidding. you know, like... <laughs> You just kind of got to jump in, and, and there's going to be stuff here that you won't know. Like, you won't know what's going on or why they're mm-hmm. acting like this or that. Or, I mean, that you know, book. Like who has a history with who, but I think you just. That book took Multiple Man from being, like, this weird kind of jokey. Yeah, he was, like, C-lister to being a really cool character. Because you know what he did? He basically just made a bunch of duplicates, like, 100 duplicates, and then sent them all out to live in the world for, like, three years. And then they all came back, and he reabsorbed them and gained all their knowledge. 
So like one of them became a kung fu expert. One of them became a private investigator. One of them like went mountain climbing. One of them got like survival skills. So like now Madrox has all these skills. Just mm-hmm. he basically has like a hundred years of experience that he gained in like three years. <laughs> the weird thing happened. We can talk about now. So him and um Teresa Siren Banshee, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call her now, mm-hmm. they had a, a fun times yeah, yeah. and, and okay. so she was pregnant a little sexy fun time. so mm-hmm. she was pregnant she's gonna have this kid and everything like that um and then the shocker so she gives birth silk the shocker no no man <laughs> she gives birth she has a kid and everything so jamie comes in he wants to hold his kid what happens he can't he absorbs the kid um. oh god you didn't read that <laughs> no i didn't so read that the, the kid i mean this we could talk oh, about this Christ. now That's so the, the, the kid the kid was like like a, a dupe of his ah. so and then she was like you know she went through like you know what? whole whole pregnancy and everything but right. it, and it's like she wasn't really pregnant because it was a dupe and that's like some scarlet it just, witch it was just i was kinda, just gonna say that yeah so that that was very awkward so now he knows what it's like to be a baby also and the other thing is, is it's going to be weird what's going to happen because um, this is still this is pre-regenesis because we know Havoc and, and um, Polaris are g- going to join a team because Wolverine is telling them to even though he has no control over <laughs> X, I'm not a X big factor. fan of them joining the team actually they, they were always part of it yeah but the, this team as it is now is kind of like I don't want to say, like, non-powered, because obviously they all have powers, but, like, there's no one like Havoc and Polaris who have, like, big flashy powers. Well, if someone <laughs> or people die here... I guess. It's not really an action people. book, though. It's kind of... That, that, and, but the thing is, I have faith in Peter David. I mean, he's written them before, and this he's been true. writing this so long, so I think he will take that in consideration. Yeah, he has, been, has had a long run on this I mean, book. And that's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was since, like, issue 71. And, yeah. Yeah, and this, and then he left for I think he left for a while and then came mm-hmm. out. But uh, I I think he's going to make it work. However, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> okay, uh, Walking Dead number ninety one. So good. Can't talk about <laughs> that's it. All we can say is it's dead good. walk. Um, zombies get killed. No, but I mean it's it's just it's just good. I mean, uh, yeah, severed number four. So this is Scott Snyder, Scott Tuft. Um, again, this is one from Image Comics, which I think a lot of people are overlooking. But it's it it's it takes place like in the early twentieth century. There's this kid, you know, he, he runs away from home because he wants to find his dad. You know, he's he plays the, the violin, and his dad is supposed to be a musician. There's this um, crazy salesman dude that eats kids. He's got these sharp teeth, and <laughs> he wears like false teeth, and and he's gonna he targets our main character. And so basically, it's, I mean, it's it's a horror story. But just the the way it's drawn is like it captures the the time period, and I mean it's just it's like you don't know what's going to happen. There's there's this scene in here in this issue where it's like something's going to happen. It's like you you don't want to turn the page, and so it's it's good. People should be looking at seven issue miniseries. Uh, okay, so we have Thunderbolts one sixty five. So this is continuing the nineteen forties adventure. Uh, I haven't had, read this issue, but I've liked that book. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Leg- Legion of Superheroes, number three. You know, this one, I don't think I read number two. Um, I don't know how I feel. Legion well, is too Le- Legion's always Yeah, it's, it's always a book that, and I always, I, I said it before, is because you've had the different kind of um, incarnations, you know, like the different timelines sort of, it, yeah. it, it's hard to figure out. And it was, real, it was when um, Jeff Johns was really incorporating them in action comics, and you really got a, a feel for 
who each character was, but still it's like now I, I don't know and I, I, part of it is I don't care. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, six Guns. This is fun. Uh, um, Tarantula is in this. Um, who else is in this? Tarantula. It was miniseries, five issue miniseries. Yeah, it's so pretty we, good. So this is the second issue. We missed issue one, five. Tex Dawson in the Black Rider. Basically, this is like Marvel's answer to Joan Hex, only in present day, and it takes place in Mexico. Hmm. Lots of Espanol. See. Um, <laughs> Ultimate Comics X Men number three. Like it. Like where they're going. I don't know about the, the striker. I don't like don't his costume. Don't no, I hate his costume. Too much purple. No, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. supposed to look a sentinel, and we got Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I hate striker's costume, but beyond that, his I really art is amazing. Yeah, yeah, Paco Medina, love him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I, I like the book. I like the idea of the team. I just, I want striker art to be over. Uh, I will see about yeah. that. Like, there's a reason they made Nimrod no longer pink. Yeah, uh, Birds of Prey number three, Dwayne Srazinski. Um Katana's married? So Poison Ivy's on a team, and some people are like, what? You know, she can't be on a team, and there's crazy stuff going on there. Uh, Deadpool, 46. Liked it. Liked it a lot. Like Evil Deadpool. Had an idea for something like this a while ago. Glad let, to see someone used it. Let me guess. So there's some like wacky things <laughs> happening. Makes Submitted my sound. idea to Marvel. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not submit the idea. I'm just glad to see this idea popping up. <laughs> uh, this is part two. Jeez, I didn't read last I got to find the, the it's a really. Issue. It's a neat idea. It's a neat concept of who that other Deadpool is. Yeah, I remember seeing the, I think it was like the cover of the last issue, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I, yeah. I got to find that in our stack. I mean, it's there. actually, it was revealed last issue, so I'll just say it. Like Deadpool... Had some, Don't spoil it for me. Uh, Go ahead. Deadpool had some parts like chopped off and yeah, chucked oh, yeah, in a yeah, dumpster. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in a last issue. Yeah, and then they reformed a whole new Deadpool, <laughs> which I think is great. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely want to read that. And then we have Captain Victory, Kirby Genesis, Sterling uh, Gates. It's super pulpy, super science fiction. Uh, you can tell this is Jack Kirby because there's a dude in here who is straight up wearing Big Barda's costume. Uh, yeah, and which is surreal and kind of weird. But yeah, it's. It's pulpy, it's cheesy, but it's well written. It's it's good pulp. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about all the Kirby. Um, I don't think enough if I've read any other Kirby Genesis books. Mm. I don't know. Curious. Silver Star looks good. Yeah. All right, that is the comics. Um, one thing I want to talk about is Thor. So in la- I think it was last week's uh, Spirit Self seven point two. So we have this. New God of Thunder, what's Tenaris. 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 and and that one panel basically is like they they're rewriting continuity. I love what they did there, and so it's like he's been with the Avengers. He is. I love this notion that God is gods are infinite, mm-hmm. and so he, he by by existing he has always existed. And so that's <laughs> the thing: can gods die? Yeah. Well, apparently. But then, well, then, but then, no, then what happens with Thor? You know, he's. You know, you know what's going to happen? They're going to go to hell, H-E-L, right. and that's where Thor's going to be, and they're going to bring him back. Well, apparently the, not. The, the, that last page. Stuff that, like, right. I've seen some of the stuff that happens. They apparently, there is a place where gods go when they die. That's <laughs> that's what I'll say. Valhalla. Not everyone reads. No, well, no, because, I mean, there there is a, the secret, I think it was Secret Warriors, when um, Phobos dies. Because Ares, so in, in Siege, Ares got ripped apart by right. Sentry. And then when Phobos dies, they're like sitting on a mountain or hillside and looking at the sunset, and they're talking. So it's like they're 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 dead, but they're not dead, and and you know they're going to come back. And so I don't know. So it's just weird that they're basically rewriting 
continuity where no one remembers Thor. Right, this in other front guy, of our eyes. this other guy Except was for Loki. Was yeah, Loki is the only one, and which is weird because it's great though. So yeah, it's, it's curious where. I, I love that idea. I love the concept of because this god comes into existence, he has always existed. <laughs> All right, um, Eddie Granoff. So he's a talented artist. Talented artist. <laughs> he's um he's a concept artist for the movies. So he talked a little bit about Avengers, but he wouldn't address the scrolls issue if there's any scrolls. Because, I mean, there still has not been any confirmation. We haven't seen anything, obviously, because if there are scrolls, they're going to be CG. We know they're fighting some stuff. We saw someone like, some weird gun. But he's, so, um, but he also, which I don't know how this got brought up, he said there's going to be no Hulkbuster armor. So it's like, okay. I didn't think that was a possibility, but right. he says that they're not going to do that. Um, okay, cancellations. So, uh, Ghost Rider. Um, and... We'll start with X twenty three. Okay. Um, see, we there. I don't think there's there's there hasn't been anything officially said about X twenty three. We know it's not in the February solicits, and it basically, for all intents and purposes, it, it seems like it's canceled. We don't know why. We're all sad, and that sucks. Indeed. January fourth, the last issue. Um, Punisher Max. Is not getting canceled. It's just ending. Just ending. Mm. So Jason Aaron claims or says this was the way it was intended. Fine. That's mm. that's that's great. Tell your story. And this is where it's ending. But um, it's interesting that he made a point to state that, but we didn't get anything from Marvel saying. No, we did that yesterday about X twenty three. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. So yeah. so that makes me think that it was canceled. Yeah, we don't I know mean, about X twenty three. The numbers were on a decline. Mm-hmm. And the books that were doing worse than her, than than hers, like Ghost Rider, um, also were axed. Right. So. Yeah. So know. so Ghost Rider is another one, which is weird. And the other thing that really makes me wonder it's like all these are happening in February. It's like what what is it about February that they're they're choosing? So it's like are they going to relaunch a bunch of new books? Because it just seems weird that Marvel, you know, good for good or bad, they they put out so many books to take up. You know, majority of the shelf space in comic shops, but now they're saying, okay, what if whatever? If it's because these books aren't selling, we're gonna you know end them. But you would think that they would try to replace them with other things, or unless they're just saying, okay, we we gotta look at what we're doing and you know we think about this. Yeah. So so Ghost Rider, but the, the weird thing about Ghost Rider is February is also when the movie comes out, which yeah, it's not Marvel Studios or anything like that. So I would think, okay, if we're gonna have a Ghost Rider movie, what do you sometimes do when movies come out? You make the comic tie-in sort of with, with so maybe they bring Johnny Blaze back right. but they're not even going to do anything so it looks like there's going to be nothing but also I think in February is the the, the weekly six part Venom story where um, it's going to be Venom uh, Ghost Rider the female Ghost Rider X-23 and Red Hulk so it's supposed hmm. to be like a, a twist on when the Fantastic when Wolverine um, Spider-Man Hulk and Ghost Rider were in the Fantastic Four for two issues. Oh, so it's kind of like a, a twist on, on, on that. But Ghost Rider's getting canceled. Right? So that's what we... we I, I think it's official that it's canceled. Then there's Black Panther. But oh, sup- supposedly oh, supposedly that's not canceled. Um, I, th- I think it was Francesco Francavilla said that it's ending. The oh, okay. story's over. But again, is it really over? Or that's what they're it's saying? It's still weird that they're all ending all at the same time, like you said. So it's very strange. It's just mm-hmm. weird. And the other thing also, because... Um, Oh, we didn't talk about it. Who's got the Avengers? Avengers 19. Oh, uh, yeah. Not I. Not Maybe I either. 
Norm. I wonder if he has it. Maybe. Somewhere. I've got my own copy if you want to. No, I mean, um, yeah, so we didn't talk about Avengers 19. Basically, it's, it's a new roster for the Avengers. Yeah. But one of the things that happened is because Tony Stark tells Cap, we should get some friends, you know, some familiar faces. So the first person Cap goes to is Black Panther, and he's like, it's like, no, I got my own things to do. I'll be there if you need me. You need firepower. Go yeah, check yeah, out my Daredevil wife. Daredevil pretty much said the same thing. So. Go check out my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then she, she's like, it's like, oh, did my husband put you up? You know, she's yeah. like, he's looking for any reason to keep me in, in New York. Right. Which is crazy because she's on Cyclops' extinction team in Utopia. She's also in the Victor Gishler X-Men, and then she's supposed to be in Avengers also, which, yeah. Storm is character, the Wolverine. Yeah, they, they know how to do that. And, um, yeah, that, that was funny because Wolverine's like, they have a mutant and a spider person, so we're like we're out because yeah. you know, Spider Woman's on there. So I don't know if um, whatever, because I mean it's weird with Black Panther. I mean I, I've been enjoying the, the Black Panther book. I didn't like the, the American Panther storyline, the, the hate monger and all that stuff so much. I thought it was fine, but it's it's so he he's determined to, to do this on his own. Because even like when Storm, when she skyped him or when she stopped by when the Craven story, he like doesn't even want her help. It's like this is your wife that mm-hmm. you know think he'd want to spend some time with her but yeah, yeah so for, weirdo so for whatever reason you know he wants to do all this alone so he's telling cap no I, i'm not going to join your avengers but i wonder if now that his book's getting canceled yeah <laughs> he needs Wait, a job cap, come back <laughs> i wonder if they're gonna break up i don't know that would it's, be it's, but it's, it's just messy but what, what i don't even think it would be messy because they're not together anyway yeah, yeah. it's like and it's what she he's a king and queen but he's not in wakanda because all this stuff whatever's going on down there and it's like I, it just seems like I think it's dethroned an awful it, lot. It just seems like they 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 don't know what to do with them. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that she's back with the X Men and he's on his own, and then she's going to be in Avengers and he's on his own. So it's like I don't think they know what to do with them. I mean, when when they were both in Fantastic Four with with um Thing and and Johnny, that was cool. I mean, yeah. it, it worked. I, I don't see why they can't be on the same team. So I, but it, it's almost like what's the point of their marriage if if no one ever really references it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Man of Steel. So they're working on the first movie, but they're already looking for writers for a sequel. Um, at the top of the list is Harry Potter writer Steve Cloves. Um, there's also Travis Beecham, who re- did Clash of the Titans. Um, there's I Lauren- didn't like that at oh, all. I, I, that I never, was terrible. I I think not that's real, real bad. I, I watched it with uh, Rift Tracks, which I recommend highly because, man, there's a lot to make fun of in that movie. <laughs> and then there's also on, on the potential list, supposedly, is Lawrence Kasten, who did Empire Ooh. Strikes Back yeah. and Raiders Lost. There's a name I know. <laughs> so um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot riding on the success of Man of Steel. You know, they, they need a franchise that works. I think Kasten would be an interesting choice also because he's good at bringing human elements out of epic stories. I mean, if you look at both uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, less so, but Empire Strikes Back, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of very mm-hmm. boilerplate sort of archetypal characters, but that movie really characterized them well. I just wonder if um, if it's a given that Zack Snyder would return. If, like, if, you know, the movie's successful and very well. That, that's what a lot of people are questioning is how he's going to direct it because his, his style, like... Yeah, Slow-mo, fast-mo. Yeah, yeah, so it, it's, it's going to seem weird... I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot writing on, on whether or not Man of Steel works, I think is going to be on him, you know, and how yeah. he directs it. And so, but just the fact that they, they're talking about a sequel doesn't guarantee 
that there's going to be one because just ask Reed later. <laughs> they yeah they they had a um, they commissioned a script for Green Lantern two and that's that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> we will see. David E. Kelly is bringing Wonder Woman back to TV. It's going to happen this time. Sort of. Sort of. Right. So he's he's got some legal show because that's what he does. Yeah. Um, it's called, what's it called? Uh, yeah. You audience um, can't see this, but I'm rolling my eyes so hard they might pop out. It's called Harry's Law. It's a legal series. Wonderful. It's it's starring Kath, Kathy Bates. Uh, and uh, This already exists, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is okay. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I never heard of this show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch them a lot of TV, regular TV. So, okay, so this show, Wonder Woman's going to be on there. Oh, for... And Wonder Woman's going to be played by Erica Durant. I don't know who, who that is. Uh, she, Lois Lane. She was oh. Lois Lane, dressed up as Wonder Woman so, in Smallville. Yeah, she there was this, there was well there was one episode there was like a comic convention and she it wasn't necessary Wonder Woman but it was it basically was Wonder Woman yeah. who she dressed up and when they're talking about Wonder Woman TV show everyone's like they should have her as Wonder Woman all this like that so it's gonna happen um, sort of not really basically she plays a psychologically infirm woman who retreats into the persona of the DC Comics heroine to help wreck. Revenge on perpetrators of domestic abuse. This is David E. Kelly's way of being like, I really, really want to make a Wonder Woman show. But you had your chance and you dropped the ball. I was going to say, blow it, drop the ball. ball. None of these smashed through the floor and crash kept going. Yeah. Um, So um, those who watch the show, it's going to be the 11th episode of whatever the current season, I guess. Hmm. No air date yet. Hooray. I'll watch it. I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't even know the show was on. So. <laughs> a good one. Um, Powers TV show. So they, you know, they the pilot was pretty much shot. I guess um, FX is picking it up. There is this Sweet. other pilot that it was like something west, something I, I forget. It was like I think it was like a western type thing. But they they dropped that one. Mm. They are st- still planning on doing Powers. Um, they're going to retool it. They're going to do some reshoots. So hopefully that doesn't mean a bad thing. Um, I think Bendis said something that. The, the pilot did cost, they, they put a lot of money into it, which to me that doesn't sound like a good thing Yeah. That if they're saying it's too costly. But then, again, if they did put a lot of money into it, maybe they have faith in, in it. So. It's also like, how do you make a superhero drama without putting some money into it? Yeah. Duh, Heroes. Please. And then they, uh-huh. they cut their, their budget. Right. And then what happened to the show? Yeah, exactly. Or Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of Bendis and TV, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, they um, the, the writer... I, um, I forgot her name. She, she um, I think she worked on some Twilight and some other stuff. And, but uh, awesome. don't hold that against her. Um, <laughs> they have said that the Jessica Jones. So I think it was last week they confirmed that Luke Cage was going to be part of the show. That she's going to be in there. Sweet and I, th- I think before they said Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers is going to be there. Which you know because they're both big parts of the. Everyone should read Alias. I mean, it was, yeah. it, was, it was a great, great series. It's a great very, series. Very hard edge. Um, yeah, very that, max. That, that Jessica Jones does not seem like the Jessica Jones that we see now. Who? Because I mean, she was swearing left and right, which well, it wasn't necessary. But that's just that was also like a her max character. Title. Yeah, I mean, she's smoking, drinking, and well, now she has a kid. She's kind of she's perhaps so, smoking and drinking wouldn't be as appropriate while she's uh, holding a baby. So, um, <laughs> but the, the the point is, I bring this up is they said that the, this TV series is going to take place in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Gasp! That's really cool. So that means <laughs> the same universe as Thor, Iron Man, the Avengers, all that stuff. I like that. So they, they can reference the characters. Like Obviously, you're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. coming in. But I think they said like in the pilot or the first episode, they mentioned like Stark or Stark Industries yeah. or something like that. So 
it's cool that they're going to do that. And they, they said it, it can get a little tricky because there's like some characters, like, you know, if someone's owned by Fox, you, they can't mention them, you know, so they, they got to be really careful. And they said that um, they may take, you know, some some existing characters, they might rename them or whatever. And so they're going to slowly like bring in other characters. But that's cool. I, I just wonder what what I don't I don't think they've really said. I don't know what the direction is of this. You know, is she is this a private eye, Jessica Jones, and you know where some stuff kind of happens, or I would hope know, so. how, how much superhero-y is it going to be? Are we going to see Miss Marvel in costume, or is she just going to be in street clothes all the time? I hope street clothes. I'm not sure how well that costume would translate onto like live action. Not as well as Wonder Woman's costume uh, translates, not well. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, and I, I don't think they have an air date yet. I mean, so I don't know if they're looking at next fall. That's cool. I love Carol Danvers. Yeah, Carol Danvers yeah. is great. Yeah, so should be interesting. Um, Kenneth Branagh talked about why he left Thor 2. He said it was due to timing. He didn't want to just get back in the saddle so swiftly. And he said he would still love to do another Marvel movie sometime. Cool. And then I think he did the things like, um, what's her name, Patty? Something who's directing. Yeah. I forget who, what her name. But I think he's like, she's going to do a good job and blah, blah, blah. PR, PR, PR. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good that he did. It wasn't like the whole uh, John Favreau thing where he was like, "I didn't like where they were taking the series, so I left." Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he says he would love to do another. Is that really the case, or is he just saying that so he doesn't Brana, burn any bridges? I don't know. Brana's got enough clout that I think he could kind of say what he wanted. Because like, look at Favreau. He just straight up was like, "I hate the direction they're going. I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. And Brana has more clout than John Favreau, I would say. As a but it was um. What Jeff Bridges? No offense to Favreau. I mean, Jeff Bridges had like problems with like the first one. I mean, he complained about you know just everything that they were doing, and he's a little weird, as I understand yeah, it. So. so I don't know a lot of <laughs> a lot of talking going on. I don't know what the real and story whatever, is. Whatever you get, Shane Black. It's not like that. That's a big name. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of your favorite comics, Detective Comics, <laughs> number Everybody's five. Favorite comic. Is it getting canceled. Number. <laughs> number <laughs> Could you imagine if DC was just like, the sales haven't been great, we're canceling Detective. For the the month of October, Detective Comics was one of DC's lowest 52 sellers. It dropped. We can talk about this in in just a little bit, about about titles. I wonder why. Um, So Detective number five will have a backup story written by Tony Daniel and drawn by Zyman, S-Z-Y-M-O-N, Zyman Kudransky. Okay. So it's going to be eight pages, offering a different perspective of Penguin's plot against Gotham. So I guess Penguin's—he's—is he—has he been in Detective Count? You know, no, he's been in that wow. Pain and Prejudice yeah, book. Pain Which, and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> pain and Prejudice. I think it's no. Is, is, is it, it pain, pain and Prejudice? Pain and prejudice? I don't something, know. It is. Something pain, pain and something. Maybe it is. Maybe it is pain. Yeah, that makes, makes more sense. It's not Pride. And no. <laughs> that that was Jane Austen. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought Penguin was in there. Um, right. So she wrote that version. Because I, I know, no, two. I was thinking Two Face. Two Face was in the the um, David Knight. Finch. Yeah, yeah. he was um, all hulked out. Who was in? Who's in Detective? No, Detective is is the. Is the, it just me or is Batman jo- the only Joker good Batman was in Detective? And, and a doll doll maker. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so I don't think Penguin. Maybe by issue five, Penguin's going to be in there. So there's going to be something. Um, here's the. Where I'm really, 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 really nervous. For who? And for Tony Daniel? No. <laughs> for the reader? For me? For, and me and you. Um, oh, but not so me. I see the way it maybe is. Maybe. I don't know where you stand on this. Um, so this eight-page story, and I hope I'm totally off of this, 
It's also going to have a surprise guest appearance by another Gotham regular. Do not say Catwoman. Oh, expletive deleted. <laughs> Don't even. I'm thinking someone else besides Catwoman that would be even worse. There are so many things, uh, yeah. bad things who that Tony it? Daniel could a, do. Who is a Gotham character that we haven't seen? Tommy Elliot? That's no. what I'm thinking. Cassandra? I mean, again, I know nothing. Don't even look. Do, I know like, no- did my face just go white? That—that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Exactly. I mean, it's—it's it's not. I mean, Cassandra is going to be in, in. Dear DC Batman Comics, Inc. don't let Tony Daniel touch her, please. Uh, she's underage. This is. Yeah, I was going to say. This and is a little creepy. he's a horrible writer. He's just a horrible writer. Oh. The views expressed are not that of ComicLine.com. <laughs> They're mine. They're mine. <laughs> no, That's fine. No, I take full credit for that. Like I am very vocal about the fact that I don't. I think he's a much better artist than he is a writer, and I think... I'll actually agree with you on that. <laughs> and I, So I don't know who this uh, surprise guest... I mean, is I, that who you were thinking? Cassandra. I mean, no, but it, it can't... <sighs> I'm, I, would, I would be willing to say I'm, I'm almost positive it's not, because from what they've said, Cassandra's not going to turn up until Grant Morrison whenever Batman his, his Batman Inc. comes back. So you I know what? Don't what? I have something to tell you, and I will wait until after the podcast. I have something to tell you, too, maybe. Let's see who trumps who. Okay. Um, um, I also actually, I think I already told you. Um, okay. Um, this is something Sarah showed me. TLC's geek love. Do you have anything to say about that? Oh, okay. boy. Is this so like... right before the podcast, do you want to you talk about it? Okay, oh, so right before the podcast, I sent you a link to something on Over I Am that I thought was really funny. And I was like... And your response all, was, all, I have no words. And no, I didn't know what to say. I, I, I was hoping you didn't want to write about it. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. I, I don't know what this is about and wh- why this is happening. Now, that kind of story would show up on Newsarama, not on Comic Book. I'm preparing my, my indignance. Okay, so uh, the Learning Channel, yeah. which... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's about going... as big of a misnomer as music television. No, don't make me laugh because I have to go to the bathroom so <laughs> okay. bad. Okay, so TLC is doing a show, a, a dating show for geeks only. So what is it called? Geek Love. Geek Love. Uh, this is this is also the channel that brought you uh, John and Kate plus eight uh, and um, what not to wear. Remember, folks, geeks are less than human and require their own classification. All right, listen, <laughs> I don't like exploiting anyone. Unless yeah. they're the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, because they have scum. enough money that they should be exploited. <laughs> Doing a dating show about like people that dress up in cosplay, who do you think is gonna watch that? Like actual is that like for our audience or is that exploitation of this group of people th- so that people can make fun of them well, some it's more? It's just like the ho- hoarders show. You know, hoarders you, deserve to be exploited. <laughs> uh, I lived with one once. Uh, it was terrible. It's a mental disorder, though, isn't it? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like those people already get enough crap. Yeah. Like, that chick that wrote that um, Gawker article. Ugh. But right? at least, like, that was actually great because then it showed you, like, all these people, what a both jerk male she is. and female, like, completely coming to that guy's rescue. I mean, <laughs> still, like, who's going to watch that and what? No, I agree I with know. you. This is a I'm not going to watch it. But this they, they, they have to agree show. to do it, so whether they're, unless they're unknowingly being exploited, but if, if so this is supposed to be, I think that they've, they've done it. When was the last a, time you really read a waiver? <laughs> that's what I'm going to well, put I forward. had to sign a confidentiality <laughs> agreement the other day. 
Did um, you really like read it though and like comprehend I did what read it was saying? It. Well, I mean, there's only one page, yeah. so this thing. But so something like this, you know, they, they've done this at some conventions where you know they have the speed dating and stuff like that. Well, see, that's one thing though. That's but yeah, yeah. So there's that. Like, but I mean, if they say, "Hey, we're going to film this," I mean, unless they're they're fooling uh, them, saying, "Oh, it's going to be really cool. We're going to make you look," you know, not, I don't know. So, uh, they, so there's going to be they're going to sh- they have two half hour specials. Oh, okay. all I have to say. They're going to air these next month, and then basically they're going to see if there's any interest Ugh. in them. But I mean, I, I don't know. So it's it's yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's a good question. Who is going to watch us? It seems dirty. It, it just sounds dirty to me. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I've been out of the dating scene for a while. So, <laughs> I mean, because it's on the Learning Channel, I mean, I don't know if people who actually attend comic conventions would say, oh, we should watch a show because it's about people like us or anything like that. They might. I think, like, and that's going to be the big thing. It's like, what kind of audience are they trying to attract? And that is the kind of show that they're going to make. But when you look at, like, I mean, I don't know what channel Hoarders is on. Yeah. But, I mean, something like that. It's not like people who are hoarders are watching the show. Well, they're it's, not watching any show. <laughs> yeah, it, it's people who want to see a train wreck and right. I, I'm sure that's or like intervention doing. or any show like that like that's that is a train wreck show so or even to catch a predator to a lesser extent that was sort of the ultimate train wreck show and and this article that they mentioned you know because there was um Beauty and the Geek yeah like I, said, I, which I never saw that uh, where um let's but, say but, it wasn't flattering but, but yeah so I think that was a little a little meaner from what what I heard yeah I mean I don't I don't know I don't know what they did. I mean, did they set up the geeks? Did, was there any ever happy endings? Or? I never watch reality TV, so I, I'm so... And I don't say that as a braggart. I say that as a fact. <laughs> I just... It has, it holds no appeal to me. But I just look... So if, if you're looking... I don't think it's not real, so... Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought it's real. That's yeah, totally. Real. There's no scripts or anything. My cousin was on, actually, one of the real worlds, but... Uh... He apparently didn't get a lot of camera time because he wasn't a freak show. No. <laughs> so, um, so, it, so if they do the speed dating show... Again, the the question is how much is going to be scripted, and you know they always do the editing. You know, and of course. You, you know, you hear about this like like in Survivors and you know whatever all those shows where they they take things out of context and they they try to they edit it so it looks like there's conflict when there is really not. When you know they they make it look like people hate each other, but they're I can't really remember like best friends. What it was, but there was an episode of Arrested Development where Job was yelling at the camera and he was like he says we see him say and don't take this out of context saying and then it cuts to like someone watching on tv like oh, yeah. joe bluth doesn't care about children and it's, yeah. it, that wasn't the line but it was something like that yeah. and that yeah i remember that so hysterically funny <laughs> so i mean I, I i just i don't know i mean because it because it, it's a speed dating thing at comic conventions or whatever how much footage can you really get out of that? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, I, don't, I don't know how it works. I mean, if, if it's, you know... Are they going to, like, interview them beforehand? or? You, yeah. I mean, if, if they follow, like, one person, they're just like, okay, here, I'm going to go in. What, do they spend an hour? You spend five minutes with each person or yeah. something like that? I, I don't know how it works. Um, so if, if they say, okay, here's, here's our person, we're going to follow it, and then they just go to... You know, for that hour or whatever, they they go to each person when they shift or go to each table or however it works, and then they find out how it goes. Because I mean, I, I don't know how interesting it would be, uh, because if they're just, I mean, it's not like they're going on a real date, right? Sarah, did you ever look into the, the speed dating thing? Because we we kind of talked that maybe we would do something like that, like make you do it, but we didn't make you do it. Yeah, <laughs> because we thought, well, that that, that was the what? whole issue. Like we 
We don't want to exploit anyone. We don't want to exploit anyone and like make it seem like we're making fun of people for dating, but we thought the process was interesting. Did you yeah. look, I mean, how, is it, you know. It happened I, one year at New York Comic Con and then the following year it didn't happen. Here's so it didn't concept. happen this year, but it happened it. last year. No, me too. But you're, you're I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I heard some movie where there was like speed dating, but you basically. 40-year-old virgin. Maybe that was it, I'm thinking, where you basically just go from table to table, you just shift, and, but it's not really a date because all you're doing is just having a five-minute conversation. Right. Speed you see if like, you're compatible Speed dating doesn't level, work. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's an well, interesting Well, I mean, idea, would it work? Like, do you think that you could really d- determine whether or not you have a connection I, I don't think with somebody in like less than five minutes? I don't, I don't even think you can, can see if you have a connection if you go on an actual first date because when – I mean, I, again, I could be totally wrong because I have not been in a dating scene for like ever – uh-huh. For a long, long time, but I think I mean if if you're going out and we're so off a of comic book um, topic here, mm-hmm. but if if I mean if you're going out on a date, if you're dating, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily putting yourself out there. You're 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 doing a performance because you know you're mm-hmm. trying to impress someone. You got to try. You're and, yourself plus. And, <laughs> I mean, hopefully you're not going to put on this big act because then if you are going to make a relationship, then obviously the truth is going to come out that you're not really a millionaire who lives right. in, above a fat cave or something like that. You still let, me, be... let me give you an example of this. I have a friend, Ian. He lives in Manhattan. He just got out of law school. He has a really good job at a, at a great firm. He's a very, very good-looking guy. He's been on, in two weeks, 12 first dates. <whistles> 12. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Who has the time? Right. Right? But, First but, of all. But, but, like, and New York City is full of single women. Right. Now, those are 12 first dates, and he, like, we were talking the other night, and he's like, I still haven't found anybody that I'd say I'd want to, you know, I don't, I don't get think to you know more. Connect with. Because, if, okay, so it's for in his, his situation, so let's say he meets some girl, you know, they talk. His picker's also off. You know, and, <laughs> and so, but that, that first impression, that might not be who to, you know, he, it could be he really is compatible with this person, but mm-hmm. they're putting on this act which is not what he's wants. So speed I, dating seems more like speed meeting people. Like you don't yeah. really seem like it's a date. Like but, it seems like the setup for a first date. You're saying if, if you're going to buy what they're trying to sell you, but it's awkward, are, are they right? Being of course it is. Like it, it's very awkward. And then like, what if you think that you know, hey, I totally like this person, and then you're that person out. doesn't like was not interested in you in those five minutes. It's just weird. And then like, let's say like I go on a date with. One guy and like a speed date, like I meet one guy and then another guy, and then I like one guy, but then guy B is like into me and I'm not into him, and then there's that weird triangle. Like, well, I don't that know. That happens in real life. That's just uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but like you're not setting up, you're you're not setting yourself up for it in real life. The, so the main thing where this show, going back to the show and why we spent so much time on this, is yeah, I went to the bathroom and came back. I'll, I'll, like, actually, I'll be honest, I was stalling. Yeah. I need to get back. We, we spent an inordinate amount of time Secret talking about reveal. this. That's why we spent so much time on this. Um, the main thing is, are whoever, however the show works, if they're following one person going around or two people or whatever, is the person, the main person, are they a true person or are they, is it a setup to try Nobody to see, has can, can we make can we humiliate these people? Nobody is ever themselves on camera. I'll just say that. Like even the stuff around here, we're like there's still like an imp- a, a, a step up that no, you make no, I, when you're on I'm, camera. I'm always myself on camera, but it's unconscious. It's subconscious because you know that you're being filmed. Yeah, I don't know. 
So we'll I'm see. not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not next saying month. it's an immoral thing. thing. <laughs> we'll see next month if we watch the show. If we, if we probably, oh, it if, airs next month? Um, they, that's what it said. Uh, oh, they, boy. they have two, oh. two half-hour specials to air next month, basically to see if there's any interest, if anyone watches it. <laughs> Nobody how, how watch they, it. Like, <laughs> um, our comic art, I like comic art, original comic art. A page of John Byrne, and I Ooh. have it right here for you guys to see. A page of John Byrne from... The Death of Phoenix mm-hmm. sold for $65,725. Holy McGillicuddy. So how much of uh, that does John Byrne get? Oh, he gets probably nothing because whoever owned this sold it. And, Great. you know, it was, it was different back then. I don't think he was a seller. Um, he, he did comment about it that this person that spent that could have, like, commissioned their own, like, one or two books from him, personal, just for them, for that much money or something like that. <laughs> so... It's 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 towards the end of the dark the death of Phoenix all that, but sixty five thousand. I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a classic you know story and. Yeah, but John Byrne's not dead. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like they could easily have gotten is, something. Actually, it wasn't even Jean Grey. It was Phoenix, the Phoenix Force. Jean Grey was on the bottom of the ocean Man. and a cocoon. That made my head hurt when I had to research that. So people have a lot of money. Um, Batman Beyond, there's actually, so here's the weird thing is, um, DC announced, I think it was a Monday, that there's going to be a Batman Beyond Unlimited comic coming out in February. Wait, does that mean it's going to be called Batman Beyond Unlimited or that it's going to be an ongoing series? Okay. Or both? Um, The book is called Batman Beyond Unlimited because it's going to collect Justice League Unlimited and Batman Beyond stories. Justice League Unlimited is um, the the Derek Ferdals and Dustin Wynn project that mm-hmm. they they that Dustin's been teasing since um, last year since well and, and like and like San Diego to he's he said it was something bat related but he couldn't talk about it so they finally announced that they're working on that so they're going to do stuff into Justice League Unlimited they're going to have stories in there um, Batman Beyond is still going to be um, Adam Beecham and I cannot remember who's doing the art so. The weird thing is, those individual stories are going to be available digitally first, mm-hmm. and then they'll be collected or they'll be printed in this Batman Beyond Unlimited book. So they're doing this where it's if you want to read it, it's going to be available. You can buy it through Comixology or DC or their app or whatever in DC, and then I don't know if it's going to be a month later or two months later, then they're going to print them. And usually it's the other way around or the same day and date, which I don't like that phrase. <laughs> no. So. So it's 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 interesting that they're doing that because um, there's also the uh, Batman Arkham Unhinged, which mm-hmm. Derek Fredolf's writing, which is taking pl- it's I think it's a twelve issue miniseries. It's because uh, uh, the Arkham Asylum miniseries took place six months after Arkham Asylum. I, I think I said it. the Arkham City miniseries, five issue miniseries, took place six months after the Arkham Asylum game, and then Arkham City takes place like six months after that because it's like a year after the game. Right. And there's still a lot missing in between there. So, um, like Bat- how Hugo Strange was able to convince the people of Gotham to cordon off a third of their city. Well, that, that was <laughs> in the first first issue. Where, oh, okay. uh, um, but Arkham Unhinged, it's it's weekly and it's available on the DC app, on the Comicsology app. So, I don't know if they're ever going to print. I'm sure they'll they'll print out, you know, they'll they'll publish like a trade of it. But you're like the first few issues, it's dealing with. Um, 
Catwoman and Two Face, like you know the the, the tension, you know the why they hate each other, all this stuff right. like that, and she ends up getting captured and like I think it's like the fourth issue just came out or third issue, so they're they're filling this, and I, I think it's going to eventually lead up to the beginning of Arkham City, where I don't know if we we can talk if we talked about how it starts, the the craziness, yeah, who you play, oh, whatever with. that movie uh, that movie that game has been out for. Two weeks now. Oh, it's been no two weeks. What are you talking? Two weeks. It's been oh, out right. a month. It was, yeah. Wasn't it like the 18th? Thing? Right. Wow. Yeah. The time. Like so many video games coming out now. Time is completely compartmentalized. I'm still so far. I, I found some time to play. I played for like an hour or so, and I only moved up like one percent. I'm like, oh, take me forever. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, I still have to um, talk to Mr. Freeze. I'm way behind. Yeah. I, I just I just went into the police station. I started my new game plus. Oh, spoiler! It's police station and then the penguins guys and doing all whatever. That stuff it's and, a month old. If you haven't like yeah. at least started started playing it by now, like that's <laughs> yeah. So I got to go talk to Freeze and get cured so Batman doesn't die. Yeah. I just I need more time. I, I'm still completely blown away by that game's ending and where they're gonna go with it. <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard. About that, I just know it's insane. But it's bonkers. I'm not, I don't want to talk anymore about that. Um, and Chris Yost has talked was talking about Avengers: Earth Mightiest Heroes. So the first season was out really good. Um, people should, should catch it. It's um, available in, in four volumes of DVD, which is kind of annoying, but you get all the all the episodes there. Um, it's going to return early 2012 because I know people have been wondering when it's coming back. There was a big cliffhanger um, involving scrolls, so it looks like. Um, they're kind of teasing Secret Invasion, which I think is extremely ambitious for a cartoon series. Yeah. Um, and someone asked him if they're going to do all that, and he said, Chris Yeo said that one of the episodes is actually called "Who Do You Trust?" Awesome. So I mean, they're 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 doing a really good job with that, where they're bringing a lot of the history and like current stuff, and so it, it's it's a good good series. So bravo to Marvel, Disney, whoever's doing that. Okay, now just a few questions from. Our listeners. Uh, first question, which again, not that we can answer this. With this is from Geo Sordaki. Mm. With all the recent Marvel yeah, cancellations, yeah, what do you think will be the next title to be booted out? That's actually a good question. Um. <laughs> if it's by based on numbers, X Factor. But see, that's the thing. So X Factor. Has a str- I mean, X Factor's been on, on the verge of canceling, I think, lots of times. But it does have its its strong core audience. But the number... I mean, I would say it's been steady, if nothing else. Like, it probably yeah. hasn't gone up or down that much. And I, I think that's one of the things that they're looking at is, like, you know... So, I don't know... I haven't looked at the numbers of, of X23, but were they declining a little bit? Yeah. So, maybe there's there's that If I had to aspect. shoot in the dark, I'd say Thunderbolts. Um, they've never really seemed like they know what to do with Thunderbolts beyond the initial one. And I mean the initial, initial one, like with Citizen V. Well, I, I right before right before we came in here, I saw a tweet from iFanboy saying that they have it on good authority that Thunderbolts is not um, at risk of being canceled. Weird. That baffled, so that boggles my who, mind. Who told them or what? I don't, I don't know. If but, true, that boggles me. Um, and you know, a lot of people talk about Avengers Academy, but I think with Avengers Academy, yeah. that's been steady too. That it, no, again, because she's supposed to appear in Avengers Academy. Well, that that's the thing. So yeah, so with Avengers Academy, I think it was issue twenty one. 
Um, I'm starting to like it again because I was always on the fence where I, I didn't like some of the characters, which I'll, I'll be honest. So it's hard for me to, to read. You know, we, we buy the issues every month, but I wouldn't always read them. So what they did is they, they moved the Academy to the West Coast, to the former West Coast Avengers um, mansion. Hawkeye is going to be like a part-time teacher because um, the, some of the kids were sassing, getting attitudes. And, you know, he, he was like that with Captain America, so he felt yeah. it, was, it was karma. So that's cool. Um, that was a cool moment. And, and then basically what, what they did is they're, they're kind of opening the school for, like, part-timers. So, so basically people can come, come and go as, as they want and get some training, which is, seems kind of cool. So X-23 can pop in when she wants, and then she could have gone back to her own book, but now she doesn't have her own book. So it's I, – she, I don't think there was ever the plan for X-23 to, like, officially join the team. I think she was just going to – because, you know, what are her options? She could be with Wolverine at the school – but she's, she probably wouldn't do that because of all the tension. The other kids didn't like her. They were mean to her. They pulled her hair because you know, they're scared of her. They didn't understand her. So she probably wouldn't go back there, even though that would be a good place for her because Wolverine would look out for her. There is a future foundation. You've know, you got so many people there. She's already developing this bond with them. So that would make sense, but I don't think they're going to go there. And Because with Fantastic Four, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So that's, that's not going to be the case. But Avengers Academy, I just, I don't know. That, that seems like a weird fit. She's going back to Utopia. Which and, is weird. Which is really weird. Yeah, would, yeah. And then she'll appear in Avengers Academy. That's it. That's all I know. Yeah, but I just... I don't know. Because if she goes back to Utopia, I, I don't see where she would fit in. Because she, she won't be part of the Extinction Squad. Wolverine's and not... And would she really go back there to... Because Cyclops is kind of... Well, he used her. <laughs> and you straight out was like, yeah. you're, you're a killing machine. You're just going to be a tool. Like, and, why would like why? The, so why would she go back to that? You know what I mean? It's I weird. Know. I would, yeah, I would think she would go back to, at least go to the school to go with the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So, um, as far as what's going to get canceled, um, I don't think I, 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 I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, with everything that's getting canceled, I mean, I, I feel like you can't really sale. just look at numbers yeah. because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in February, like you said. And all these titles that got canceled got canceled all at once. And you know, so. I'm 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 hoping because you know you mentioned that Marjorie had mentioned on her blog that she's got two projects she's working on that she can't talk about. She didn't specifically say whether they were comic books, and yeah. you know she does the gra- like yeah, romance novels and yeah. stuff. Um, but I don't know. I, whether I'm being extremely hopeful, it's like what if they did like some offshoot book where it's like X twenty three Gambit Jubilee. Someone else, or that just, would be awesome. You know, because I mean, outsiders, because that that's kind of, that's how it's been almost. You know, um, Gambit's been there since like issue three. That would actually like that be for a, the most that, part. I mm-hmm. joke, but that would be a great idea. It's like you know, they've already. She's, I mean, she did such a great job building this relationship between the two of them. That I mean, I would love to see that go on. And and maybe they're saying, okay, a single character book is not working, so let's make another team book. Especially because, with Gambit, who always moves units. So people, people love to see that crazy occasion. Again, I maybe I'm just being extremely hopeful, but I would I I would love to see Marjorie working on something else with X23 because even though X23 was is Craig Kyle and Chris Yost's baby, right? Like, you know, Craig Kyle created her, and then they did the miniseries, and then New X Men. But I think she's basically she's stolen X23 from them. I mean, she's she's like oh, the God. X23 writer Someone now. Call the police, Amber Alert. So <laughs> I'm hoping that that the cancel. I mean, and and. Also because of the fact that Marvel hasn't officially stated that it's canceled or why it's canceled. And I'm hoping that 
there's going to be somewhere else because I don't see her being in one of the other X-Men books with Cyclops. I also don't see her just like vanishing. Like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, people are talking like she's never going to be showing up again, but no, she's, she's still a hot commodity. Like she showed up, she was, you know, enough to be in MVC three. She's going to be, she's going to be in, um, a a team up with Cassandra King in in limbo. No one's going to get to read it. It's going to be awesome. I would read that book. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. And then a similar question. This is from Davio 520. Which of the new 52 will be canceled first? Dead Hawk man. and Dove. Um, interesting with Hawk and Dove. <laughs> Sorry. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think Rob Liefeld's writing and drawing, I think it's like issue five or four. Oh, that? Christ. I, I think I saw, I, I think Batman's on the cover. Oh, Christ. Something like that. Uh-oh. Um, you know when Batman shows up on the cover, it's like, the numbers are bad. We well, got to bring well, in by the... That, by that logic, Justice League International is going down in flames. Well, they, they did that with Power Girl. You know? Yeah. So I, um, the thing is, okay, so you mentioned, you jokingly sort of mentioned Detective Comics. They're not going to cancel Detective Comics. Well, they can't, but they'll no. they'll oust Tony yeah, Daniel. Yeah, that, that's what they'll do is, I you know, we're, we're seeing some of that where there are some creator changes, whether it's... Um, on the, 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 the writer's part, because mm-hmm. so like J.T. Krull, he's leaving Green Arrow. What he said that he's, he's got other, you know, he's working on a novel. He's working on Captain Adam. He's, he's got another, you know, he's still, he's still like heavily involved with Aspen. Um, he's got something else that he's working on that he can't talk about yet. He's waiting for them to announce it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but that's what he, he told me. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know what it is. He didn't tell me what it is. So um, he said basically something had to give. And Green Arrow so, had to give. So you know, Green Arrow. You know, he said he was so, proud of his run. So he's he's out. So let's see how many how how many. So it was J T. Crawl. George Perez left uh, Superman. Which well, we don't know if he ever intended staying past. You know, again, there's all this like not telling We're us not really what, sure. what, whether he was ousted, whether he was just originally just doing the one arc or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the the John Rosen left Static. static. Um, Gail Simone's leaving Firestorm. She is. I believe so. writes Firestorm? (laughs) Haven't you been reading? Maybe that will get canceled. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she's in. But she's still doing, isn't she supposed to be doing something else with with, um, Ethan Van Syver, Skaver, Skeever? I don't know. So, anyways, I I think, I could be wrong, that she's not going to be on that. We heard this week Ron Mars is not doing Voodoo and Mm -hmm. Joshua Williamson is doing that. Jesus. Um, It's all getting shook up. There's some other stuff. Weird, well, huh? So, so here, here's, but here, here's the other thing is um, a certain site on Monday put out this big thing saying who's in and who's out and all these shakeups and stuff happening, but they weren't all entirely accurate. Because like, one of them that I, I, I caught, they, they said that Yannick Paquette was off a of Swamp Thing. And it's like, no. Because um, they've said from the beginning, like, like Francesco Francavilla is going to do like a couple stories here and there. And, and um, the last issue, it was, it was Yannick, and I forgot, I think it was a new new artist, like an up-and-coming guy. But they're, you know, someone else is going to do a book, but that doesn't mean that they're out. Right. And, and you know, I think a lot of people jump to conclusions. Um, same site also pointed out that um, I think it's issue four of Avenging Spider-Man is not going to have Joe Madura. It's going to have... But they always... It's going to have... Greg Land. Oh, for... Fricative. So, so they're God, like, like oh, hard you, that swear. didn't last long. Joe's bag is only three issues. But it's like, no, because they even said in the issue that you know he's gonna he's doing a three issue. They said in the letters column. Yeah, yeah. They so, were like, but yeah. People don't read that. Of so, course, which, so, was the, um, which was the joke that he opened with. Yeah, so Greg Land's doing issue four. I totally forgot who's doing issue five. Um, 
But yeah, so you know, we're we're hearing all this stuff, but we don't know, and the publishers aren't but, necessarily so all the DC shakeup stuff. Joe Mad is coming back to yeah. Avenging Spider-Man. Yeah, like he's not leaving for good. Um, as far as what's getting, I guess, I mean, I wasn't thrilled with OMAC. I know some people like it. I didn't like it, but I, I no, guess it, but it's, it's who, doing who steady. Who writes that? Uh, That's not going to get canceled. Um, I'm Ooh. trying to think what, uh, <laughs> what like DCU presents. That they're, 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 That's they're, dead I mean, man, so I guess they won't cancel but that. But I, I think they, no, they, but they, the they whole thing with DC announced. Universe pre- presents is they they do small arcs and, and they this rotate this creative thing, teams. Yeah, they they rotate creative teams and storylines and they focus on different characters. Well, that being the case, then I'm going to agree with you and say Hawk and Dove will be the first do you chopping block. Remember, Sorry. Sarah, who's going to be in the second arc? I think you um, posted it. I did. I don't remember. Um, I don't either. Right. Okay, so yeah, that's not going to go. Um, I don't know why you're apologizing. That's not a judgment of the book's quality. I think X-23 is a perfectly quality book that's getting canceled, but the numbers don't really yeah. mash it out, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, like, so, I don't know how Static Shock's doing. Uh, you know what? That, that might be... No, uh, actually, uh, Static Shock is doing better than the Detective. Okay, that's good. Jeez. Um, Static Shock But then, then you have like, like, like Men of War. Uh, we're not getting. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, we're not getting, I don't, I'm not a sergeant, sergeant what's the, rock what's fan. The, what's the other one? Um... With the Wildstorm characters. Well, there's Voodoo and then there's Grifter. Oh, Stormwatch. Stormwatch. I tried reading the first... I think I read the Because we we didn't get the first issue when it came out uh, Mm because our comic store... Didn't have it. They they got shorted, so we got it the next week, and then it got lost. But I know some people weren't thrilled with that. Um, So I don't know uh, if that's the, the case, but... I don't know. I mean, you know, there's they got to have other books on deck. My question is, if it comes down to canceling a book, are they gonna? Are they? How long are they gonna maintain fifty-two titles? <laughs> we know JSA is coming out. We know Batman Inc is supposed to come back. Um, you know, JT Curl says he has something in the works. So are are they gonna start adding more titles and then stop They'll calling swap it? Swap them out. Uh, stop calling. But the thing is, why would they only keep it as fifty-two? When obviously, if they can, if they can make. 55 or 60 books that are selling but what if they can't because it costs money it it gives them a safety net it's like oh well these two books aren't selling well and we've got two books that are about to launch so we'll cancel these two and replace them with these yeah and you know what it's like it's like they've dc's got a lot of safety nets too like that woman the cloaked woman totally a safety net like like let's just make this character and not explain anything so that if we all screw this up like we can all come back there's a way back right I don't know. I mean, the the one thing that I'm really concerned with is changing the different creative teams and then changing the direction of the book, like completely. And mm-hmm. and that's like that's something that I think we're going to see with Voodoo, mm-hmm. because um, Josh Williams had said that that's what would happen. <laughs> so uh, like, I don't know. But I guess we'll just have to see. Uh, next question. Um, this is from Wild Mercy. Again, these are off of Twitter. With Walking Dead and the new DC, have creators been as known to the general public as they are now? Um, I don't understand the question. Basically, our our comic cre- like people are are starting to know who Robert Kirkman is. I still don't think ha- like I'm going to say conservatively half the audience of The Walking Dead could not pick Robert Kirkman out of a lineup. Yeah, so no, and actually, he out. Like, funny he's, story. He's, uh, uh, I went into <laughs> when I did the Adam Hughes panel. You were you there for this? I think you mentioned this before. Okay, you so you told me about it right after. Uh, when I was I was moderating okay. Adam Hughes' panel uh, during. 
WonderCon mm-hmm. this past year, and um, I opened up to questions for Adam, and it was just him and I on the stage next to each other, mm-hmm. and uh, this kid goes up and he asks a Walking Dead question, and I'm like, um, Robert Kirkman, is his panel will be after Adam's panel, and like everyone started laughing. Kid was really embarrassed, so. And then you yelled at him and told him. That- Get out and drop his pants you, and walk and shame. You, you try to make me out to be this big meanie, no, but no, no. Um, well, I mean, anyway, I mean, funny. Like the the thing is, like, no, I don't think so. Maybe by name, like people yeah. will know who Joss Whedon is. Um, I but, can barely pick Joss Whedon out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, but I but, don't, I don't think so. You take someone like Bendis, who you know he he's going to have Powers and Jessica Jones on TV. Mm-hmm. Are people still going to know? I mean, he writes so many Marvel books. He killed Ultimate Spider-Man, which was in the news. Do people do people know who Grant Morrison is? Yeah, no, no they do. You know, he Grant Morrison killed Batman. No, if, if you but, go out there, still, like I say, like if you go out there and ask the giant bomb guys who Grant Morrison is, Ryan has read comics, so they might yeah. know, but they might not know. Or if you ask Will, Will knows stuff about comics, but he uh, he might recognize. Well, Will fakes it. Come I mean, on. Grant Morrison stands out. He's like this tall, lanky, bald guy. But still, <laughs> I, I I don't. I mean, but I guess on the other hand is. I, I guess the answer is sort of yes. They are more known today, but they're mm-hmm. still not like like people. Not, like, know. People seems, people know who Jim Lee is, yeah, but he like does 90s, like a lot of like comic. Like Rob Liefeld was in a freaking jeans commercial. Five hundred one like. jeans. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. yeah, you can see it on YouTube. He was, he was young. Oh boy, it was, it was an X Force. And he, it, he was That's like funny. drawing comics, but like, he got was... a lot of flack over that. It's like what's a big deal? They, they you know he was a hot artist at the time or yeah. whatever. He was selling whether he whatever you think about his his art. His books were selling, yeah, and, and he was in a commercial. And it he, was fine. he sort of they had represented other people. The, new, the new generation, like even yeah. more so than Jim Lee. Rob Liefeld kind of, uh, for better or for worse, represented the, the like next generation. Yeah. So to answer the question, yes, they are more well known now, but still not really. By name, but yeah. I would say, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's unfortunate how you know how little credit they get. Yeah, people they, still more know the characters than the, the yeah. creators. Well, that's always going to be the case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like I said, I, I think I mentioned it before, but when I um, sometimes when I when I take a cab to the comic store, um, the, the cab drivers are surprised that they still make comics. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, they'll they'll see the movies, they'll see the cartoons, but they don't know the comics are still being made. Right. They just think it's like, oh, the character is just the character, and they're like, what? They're, they sell new comics? Yeah, it's like, yeah, every week, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, next question comes from Thanos Rules. What do you believe defines success for a comic book character? Issue count, movie count, fanfic volume, etc. Uh, certainly not that last one, because boy, everyone's got pages upon pages of fan fiction. Fan fiction that you should probably stay away from. Uh. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, what I used to write it in high school. I'm not above it. I think it's. I think it's all relative to the character, really. I mean, I think that Iron Man is successful because now. Right. Like before his movie, not so much. Then they made an really, Iron like, Man nobody movie. Nobody bet on that horse. Yeah, like, nobody. Like, Iron Man. Now like, everybody's like, fail. yeah, Iron Man is so cool, you yeah. know. And the movie made him really cool. Yeah. Um. And and his character really resonates with audiences now, even people that don't read comic books. I mean, if you're talking monetarily, it has to be Batman, right? Right. Okay, I can't be dreaming I mean, that. <laughs> Batman is the epitome of success. Yeah. But um. Superman hasn't had a very, very good luck in the movies Ew. lately. I just Even think a lot before, of people, really. a lot of people, 
I think don't like Superman because he's always been so powerful mm-hmm. and he's always been kind of like a boy scout. You know, yeah. ba- Batman's like edgy. He can be dark. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think those people need to read Superman for all seasons. That's all I have to yeah. say about that. I mean, <laughs> all star. Yeah. And so, all star. Yeah. All star. Um, I mean, Superman Returns had its problems. You know, it has nothing to do with the character. It's just mm-hmm. the way the movie went. Uh, I would say ultimately it's notoriety. I would say ultimately it's the uh, number of the amount of time they've existed. So, so? Yeah, I think to a certain extent, like, Superman's been around, like, and he's been... Consistently, yeah. Yeah, consistently for what? Like, 75 years? But I mean, by that, sort of by that same logic, then he'll never be dethroned. But then what about, like, Wolverine? Wolverine's been around since, what, the 70s? And he's... That's a long time. But compared to Superman, who's been around since 38 or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're still around. Or you got, what about Static Shock? Who had a, a TV? Was it the nineties? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone I mean, would argue that he's the most successful. No, 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 no he's not successful. <laughs> people know who he is. I mean, you yeah. always. I mean, he has a strong following. People, you know, they've been demanding the milestone comics return and all that, and you know, they're happy. And but I mean, Spider-Man recently actually surpassed Superman as the most recognizable superhero worldwide. So I mean, yeah, would what? That, yeah, totally. It's because awesome. of that uh, Bollywood movie with. Uh, yes. That is the soul. Re- that in the play, I, yeah. The musical. Well, I mean, Spider-Man. Reasons. He became like the icon for Marvel Comics. I mean, yeah. like in the '80s, I know, especially you know, instead of the UPC symbol, I mean, they, it was this picture of Spider-Man every single comic. Like you don't have Superman on all the DC comics. So Mm-mm. he, Spider-Man, is basically Marvel's mascot. I mean, regardless of what you think. Yeah. So, but then you know, you you he can't say necessary movie count because fan or Ghost Rider has had two movies. And I, I wouldn't say. Well, no, movie terrible. count definitely yeah, not. So, I mean, like just and you know you have other movies. You know, um, Fantastic Four have had technically three movies. You know, Constantine, Constantine, whichever you prefer, had had a movie. Do people know? Do people even know that was a comic? It's even a relatively successful movie. So, yeah, it, it's it's it it's, wasn't good, but it was it made money. I mean, maybe once you, they start making curtains and bed sheets and party plates right. of the character, that's when they're successful. Yeah, maybe like when they transcend action get figure the paper and book. books. When they have a, a party theme yeah. on that character. When you can have like a Dark Hawk birthday party. Then I think this I is will, just a lot of layers. I will be able to walk to this answer. Around. Yeah, because I mean, we'll take like Swamp Go Thing. Mm-hmm. Swamp Thing's been around since what, early 70s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they There was a movie for Swamp Thing. Oh, you know, God, long, long there. run. But you can't really say that Swamp Thing is a successful character because. People don't really know who Swamp Thing is. Even yeah, there's been he's so not many extremely great stories. There was a series for Swamp Thing too on USA. Yeah, so it was like spun off from the movie. USA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember the commercials for it. I think he even had a toy line from that somehow. Even though every time I think of that network, I think of Law and Order. Hey. But dun, with dun. Chris Noth. Dun, dun. Okay, next one. There's a couple questions. This is from Andre Canty. Mm-hmm. Can you all explain the Celestials? Uh, um, they're like, no. Um, hey, you know this website? <laughs> yeah. There's like a huge a wiki yeah. database. Uh, basically, the Celestials are godlike beings that do they're experiments space, they're on space lower. Gods in the Marvel universe. I, I know they, they experimented on the scrolls and they made fun of Machine Man. They 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 work. They 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 try tweaking things and yeah. they're super aliens. They called him yeah. a loser. And then there's a Dreaming Celestial, which is the Uncanny X Men. But supposedly they, they have some connection to Galactus. They're like Galactus's race, but I didn't think that was. I thought Galactus was like the only survivor from. That's the, what I the, thought. The previous universe, because yeah. there was a whole before the Big Bang where there was another universe supposedly, and he's like 
Uh, Long so, story short, they're space gods. So go go to Comic Vine, go to the search, type in Celestials. Is the answer to that question. Type in the Celestials, look for the team page for Celestials, and you can read about who the Celestials are. But yeah, they're crazy experimenters. Um, the second part of the question, whatever happened to Spawn? How did he fall on uh, popularity? Well, Spawn started because <laughs> they there was like a timer, right? Like the first issues of, of Spawn. He had, he had like powers. limited powers, but he also had like a limited amount of time. Right? When, when he, well, the two were linked. Okay, so right. it's the story of Spawn. He, he, he died. He, made a, uh, he was killed. He made a deal with, with some sort of, de- like not, not saying the, yeah, the devil. but the devil. And he wanted to come back because he loved his wife. Mm-hmm. He comes back. It's five years later. Here's the, the hook in, in coming back. He came back five years later. Instead of black, he was white. And then every, he had this power, but he was limited. So every time he used Wait, it, what instead of black he was white. He was yeah, Al yeah. Simmons is black. I thought he was like charred. But he can he can make himself human. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. When he used power to make himself human, he he was, was a, white. He was, That's he's a white odd. dude. I mean, well, but that, I that, mean, that, that like, was, that was like, the trick. The whole thing was like going back to see his wife again. Right. She's the, you're not my husband. And then, then she you know she, she I mean? found out he's married to his best <laughs> friend. They had a kid. Right. And all that stuff. And sorry, but, what I know about Spawn mostly comes from that HBO uh, cartoon, which 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 was was. Really good yeah. for the time, um, and the I, animation doesn't hold up, but the story does. I think where it, it came out was because Todd McFarlane slowly, slowly started pulling back, mm-hmm. you know, because then he stopped drawing it because you know he was running his empire. He's, I mean, great, he turned a toy industry around with what he did. I mean, he made others like step up and yeah. start making detailed action figures. Um, so he started just writing it, and, it was, and Greg Angel Medina did some art, and Greg yep. Capullo did a lot, but. It just and then I don't even think he's writing anymore. I don't know if he still is, but it's just it's just so far beyond. Because then Spawn died, yeah. And then this other guy became Spawn, and then Spawn came back, and he was bad. I think he was supposed to be the villain in that Image United, that <laughs> but a lot of never people, finished. I think a lot of Spawn fans think that like when that timer ran out, and then they like kept going. Well, I don't know. I don't think the timer ever ran out. They just stopped it. They just didn't even reference. It, I I mean, I they, could be wrong. I don't think it ever got to zero. I could totally be wrong, but I think they just. Eh. See, that's weird. Name like you any know? original character though from like 1994 who's still popular. Uh, Spider-Man, but who was created like in that time period? Grifter. He's not really that popular. He's days. got his own book. Yeah, yeah. So does Spawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, does he though? Yeah. Still? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like two two hundred something. Um, <laughs> Savage Dragon, I think, just hit one seventy five. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, again, there are those, examples, those are... but they're few and far between. It's like the, um, kind of that uh, era. D- uh, Deadpool. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Deadpool came out in the 90s, right? Yeah. Before, before Spawn. Yeah. And he's got, I think he's down to one book now. Well, yeah. So, I don't know. But, but I mean, yeah. he's also a part of Marvel, so he's kind of got that support structure. I'm so, saying, like, there are so, like, a lot uh, of characters. When, when did Hellboy come out? 90s? When did Hellboy come out? Uh, did he? Yeah, I think was, so. He was in Next Men. He was in I could be wrong. I just kind of got the idea that Spawn ran his course. Like, there's not really any rhyme or reason to it other than... Uh, well, no, because then well, he had the Sam I mean, Twitch comic. Back to, which was awesome. Back to what you said, Tony. Like, when Todd McFarlane pulled away, you know, the the vision for for that character sort of went into a decline. And the thing about Hellboy is he's been around for a really long time. And he is, like, he's a support for, the, like... All the Dark Horse comics, I start, think. Like, I was going to say, I might want to start speaking in past tense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still, like, he'll be back. But, um, like, comic book character coming back to life? I don't think I could see that. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. But I think I think that um, one thing that McNolan has done is he's always kept his hand in Hellboy, no matter 
what? Yeah, well, he, yeah I That's think he's true. like written print. I mean, BPRD. He, he, still, he, he, he still writes. I, I don't think he writes all of BPRD. I could no. be wrong, but he's, he's kind it's of John or Akuda or, or, or something. Yeah. Anyway, point is um, the creator that created that character, you know, McNola is still involved, heavily involved in the character and his universe. So I think that has a lot to do with the success of the character sometimes. But in the case of like Deadpool, right. where Rob Liefeld created him, but, you know. Well, if you ask Fabian Nichiza, I believe he has a different story. He, well, you know, <laughs> um, he doesn't write or draw him anymore, really. Oh, yeah. Deadpool yeah. Corey did. Um, but with, with Spawn, I think I, I stopped reading it like issue 100 or issue 101. I was like, okay, eh, I, I need to, to trim the fat. and Yeah. So I don't know what it is about Spawn. I, I mean, mean, that Spawn sort of epitomized the 90s mentality. He was dark. He was brooding. He had guns. He had hell powers. Like, that, that's kind of... And so, like, sort of after that era passed, Spawn was is almost an anachronism these days. Like, he, I get that, like, darkness and grittiness is still very much in vogue, but not in the way that Spawn does it. I don't know. And then our final question. This is from Craig Holder. Do you think comic covers were better in a silver slash golden age compared to today? Thanks. Mm. Love the site. I'd say no. No. As, as much as we make fun of comic covers lying now, what? they were straight up, like... Like, th- something could be happening on the cover that not only doesn't happen in the book, that has nothing to do with what's happening <laughs> yeah, in the that's book. that's true. It's like Superman murdering Lois Lane on the cover, and then the book is about, like, him walking down the street to get some money. With, no, with puppies. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I, go ahead. No, you first. It wasn't always like that. But I, was, I, I love, I think there's so many classic covers from, but even, I would even include the 60s, which I guess is still sort of Silver Age-ish. That was like the... I, I I I I loved. Oh, there's so many covers. I I could just go on and on about like covers. I mean, they're just they're just fun. Um, a lot of times you you just get covers that have nothing to do with what's going on. More so than that, it's just you know I I think they just say draw me a Batman cover and then you get like 18 covers for the next two months. I don't know. And and another thing I like I like word balloons on covers. Like, like like this. You're crazy. Like on Deadpool. He's holding Deadpool. You're crazy. Um, I know, but and well, that's because that's using it for laughs. I think I, I like them better now because uh, the publishers allow these artists to it sort of experiment and do things that they can't do with interiors, yeah. you know. And sure, sometimes, you know, what's going on on the cover doesn't exactly happen inside the issue, but they still, like, we have different creative styles. Like, back then, it was like, you draw like Kirby. Right. Everyone. The end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. I think yeah, it's, I'd say there's, it's a bit, good. there's a bit more variety nowadays. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So that's my so answer. There we, so there we go. I like them. They're goofy. They're wacky. <laughs> they are. You're you right about that. Good. Now they're all the same. That's it. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Woo. And uh, next week, no podcast. Thanksgiving, Black oh, Friday. Oh, yeah, about that, huh? Yeah. So, Enjoy um, your turkeys. Yeah, there's... there's. Oh, I, we have Black I, Friday off? I... I think we. I don't know if it's a work from home or if it's off, but we can talk about that because people don't care about that. Um, I'll <laughs> st- still be on or something. Like that. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to. I don't want to come to the city if I don't have to. Oh yeah, it's Friday. gonna be pretty crowded, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know yeah. if the ferry's gonna be riding. It's gonna be rough. People are like, shut up. I'm turning turn right. off already. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> lives in listening. San Francisco. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, so no, no podcast next week. Um, so I guess happy Thanksgiving. Yay! Yeah. We could, to our American listeners. We could try to do on Wednesday, but we got comics to review, and I just. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Meh. we would do the work for our listeners. 
but we don't want to shortchange them. I'm rolling my eyes. You don't want to shortchange them on the other <laughs> On a Wednesday, content. I do not want to do a podcast. Tuesday, maybe. I'd come in on Tuesday for a podcast. We'll talk about it. We can't it. do it on Tuesday because there's no new books. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Stuff. Nothing happens on Mondays. For next week, there's nothing. I don't even know what books are coming out next week. I guess we could do it on Wednesday. I don't know if we don't have time. Wednesdays are crazy. <laughs> This is awesome that you haven't stopped the recording on this. <laughs> Behind the scenes at Comic Vine Podcast. So, anyway, we'll think not. about it. Probably not, though. Yeah, we'll Thanks. See. Have a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah. If okay. you celebrate it. If you don't, then eat some turkey anyway. It's a delicious Don't bird. eat turkeys. No. Oh, oh, it makes really you good. so sleepy, dude. Oh, that's an urban myth. You don't eat. That is not. That is that is not an urban myth because I totally. get sleepy. Because you've eaten a lot, though, not because just because you ate You're turkey. You're an urban myth. No. <laughs> You're an urban myth. Okay, the end. Right. Bye. Bye, guys.